Welcome to the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we are going to be talking with Caleb. He is joining us with a theme this week for the discussion. Uh, there's a lot to cover as we kind of dive into some of the more recent voyages that we've gotten with the uh, new Athena voyage, as well as um, some thoughts and stuff on the adventure. Uh, we didn't get a whole lot into the adventure the way I thought he did. So I think I'm going to save that for next week to kind of round up how we feel about everything uh, overall. Hopefully you got a chance to jump in, uh, do the four megalodons and be able to summon the shrouded ghost and you haven't had any problems with it. Uh, I know having five people has been really tough. So that's definitely been some some concerns that I want to address after the event is done and kind of looking into the future to see what's going on. We've got the uh, community day uh, for this season, I believe is on March 14th. I think we find out a little bit later in the episode as we're kind of talking it through uh, to discuss that. But before we get into the interview, I have to thank the patrons. If you want to become a patron, it's easier than ever. Head over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast, just like these fine folks who are supporting me with this podcast and making sure that I can make the content that is uh, exciting you, that is interesting you, uh, and that I can help kind of share some of my uh, wisdom and research and all that good jazz with you. Uh, they're also helping me get to SOT Fest this, this summer. I'm looking forward to meeting everyone that's going to be there in an attempt to do a live podcast. Uh, uh, there with Davram from the Pirate Talk Radio. It's going to be a really amazing event. It's my first time going to London, and you guys are the ones that are helping me do that. So thank you to People's Republic, Elcute, Slum, Captain Hasco, Chateau Neuf, Chris, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Trickster, Jabaro5, Kazia the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Ocarian Darth, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Mutinous Max, Registella, Rustbell Kid, Norwegian, Skinny Matt, Scum Melt 666, Strange Stan, Tarnished Film, That Kilted Guy, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Uriel Keynes, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Music Me, The Lore Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Ghost Boy 20, Murphy Lives, Neon, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Straw Hack Honor, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris and Zam. Wow. Thank you all so much for your support. It really does help. It makes a world of difference when it comes to buying plane tickets, uh, ordering passports, making sure that I'm going to have enough cash to uh, uh, pay for food, pay for drinks, because um, I've already, <laughs> I can already imagine there's going to be a lot of that going on. Uh, so it, it really does just make a world of difference. It's, it's amazing that you guys are helping me do this. So thank you. And I'll do whatever I can to make sure that the content stays at the quality that you're happy with. And with that, pirates, let's get into the interview with Dav. Uh, not with Davram. Sorry, he would. Ha- he would. Davram is not going to be here, but Caleb would hate if I reference him as uh, Davram. But I'm going to leave this in because that's how I usually roll. So uh, let's get into the uh, conversation with Caleb from the Trailblazers Network. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Keel Hauled Podcast. I have with me none other than Caleb. Caleb uh, is one of the community members, also does uh, the Trailblazers podcast, and uh, genuinely just loves playing games for extended periods of time and uh, getting all the achievements if possible. Caleb, have you done that for Sea of Thieves yet? No, I'm close. I still have to do some miles sailing, but I'm very close to that. 
and I have to do the do 250 voyages or whatever the heck it is, which is going to be the last thing I do. Yeah. And I have to deliver uh, kegs and fruit crates, which mm. is a hard thing to grind. It is. It is definitely. You know what? I I've realized last night I was uh I was looking at achievements and there's always one that like bugs me as I'm like sitting there idle on my Xbox and it's the uh, achievement for sailing a thousand miles on an order of souls voyage. And it's like always been at 99%. And I never really thought about it because I'm like, ah, one of these days I'll actually just throw down a voyage and go do some some sailing. So then I I did last night. I figured I'd just hop on for a little bit and throw down a voyage and go sailing. So then I went to go check the uh, how many how many miles I needed to do. And the commendation is done. And I'm really confused right now because I apparently am getting gypped out of that achievement. And I just realized now after like years and years of probably having this done. And I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> I uh, once had a, a not so long ago had an achievement that wouldn't pop on Steam or Xbox. And uh, you just send in a ticket and they fix it for you. Mm. You just prove it with an in-game picture that you've done it. I'll have to do that then. And yeah. uh, I, I just looked it up on Steam. I'm uh, 180 of 190. That's a 95% because they've added three more achievements with this new voyage. One of them is to do it 100 times. So that'll take a while. Yeah. Yeah. That is a, it's a long it's a long one. But I'm... I'm kind of okay with that. I'm kind of okay with the general kind of longevity that they're building into this. I do have some issues with uh, with some of the the stuff that goes along with the actual uh, with the actual voyage, but we you you actually had like a whole theme planned out for this episode. I did, and, and you're actually touching on a future theme. A future theme is about, uh, um, I'm not, I haven't put it into a tight little package yet of words, but essentially uh, progress in Sea of Thieves, you know, how they tune their achievements, tune their accommodations, and uh, what that looks like. And uh, you know, yeah. we can look forward to that as a future topic. Yeah. Yeah, I do kind of want to dive into uh, how long things take. If things are taking too long, are they just padding stuff out? Is the content meaningful? Because um, mm. I'm I'm also working on commendations for the uh, oh, what are the the supply? Uh, gosh, what are the supply things you drag around? Commodities, mm-hmm. commodities. So yeah, I'm I'm working on the commodities, and uh, yeah, it's um it's it's taken a bit. Uh, but well, you're lucky the... because you're post commodities patch in which they more than doubled the crates. So they didn't change the numbers in those combinations. So you're actually pretty, you'll whiz by it pretty quick once you concentrate on it. That's good. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. Like I'll, I'll jump on like a lunch break and take a look wherever I spawn, see what I've got in surplus and see where I got to go. And then I'll just buy that those. Would, I bet. So what you are is when, when Rare looks at stats to see. You know, what are players engaging in? What, what are the stories they're making? Uh, they'll <laughs> see that like, oh, somebody's still co- doing commodities. And hey, everyone, we found him. It's Logan. He's the only one still doing commodities. That's not true because you told me the other day in this little inside baseball that you were working on commodities because of your uh, your current job. It was allowing you to, to easily sail around and do some easy commodities while you were, you were uh, I don't, I don't want to say if you were working or not, but you might have been on a break. So look, and let me, of course, how dare you say that? I When I work, I'm working, and I would never admit in a podcast and not doing work at work. Me either. So how dare you? I don't know who you were talking <laughs> to, but it couldn't have been me. Uh, and second off, there is a, there, there's times I go, I wonder if I have, um, uh, I don't know how to, how to phrase it, how, how I, am I struggling with social norms? Because in this case here, what you said wasn't correct. You, you misremembered something. 
but does it okay. really matter? Do I have to correct you? Does the truth matter that much, or or should we just move on? What's the social acceptable thing to do here? I don't know the answer to that. Well, if I if I am wrong, then feel free to correct me. I was. I mean, it doesn't matter though. It it, it matters zero percent. I was doing okay. lost shipments. But that, that means nothing. Oh, do I need to interrupt the podcast to tell you, well, <laughs> you thought commodities. The answer was lost shipments. You're right. You're so right. what's the I answer? Did. What's the social norm? Somebody tell me. Oh, wait. I'm asking Sea of Thieves players to tell me social norms. Never mind. <laughs> so getting to the theme of the podcast, um, what was the thing that you wanted to bring up this week? You know what else is weird? Did you, when you do the new voyage, the uh, grave, well, shipwreck, talk about, shipwreck graveyard. Uh, we'll get to it. Don't jump ahead, Logan. Hey, I have a theme to, here. You're, too, you're getting off my to, theme. I'm trying well, to talk about the theme, and you keep talking about other things. You know, it's very distracting. How dare you? Okay, so tell me did, your theme. No, I'm, I'm going to talk about other things real quick. Did you know okay. that in the shipwreck, gra- shipwreck graveyards, they always have, or at least every time I've done it, I've come across exactly one commodity. What is the reasoning behind that? That's like in the patch notes when they said, we've had a second gold pile to uh, treasuries. What? I thought the it's one also, there was a mistake. Why is it here? It's also up there with the uh, we're adding a rag and bone crate to every skeleton fort that you can dig that you can get. And you're like, at least that's like the only way you can get them aside from just finding them. Why? Why the one commodity, especially when one commodity is worth almost nothing? Because they're trying to give me incentive to get back on it because they realize like no one, <laughs> no one bothers to do those. Because hey guys, oh, remember this content? Right. Remember it exists. They, <laughs> remember, <laughs> remember the stuff that was really, really good at the beginning, and then we nerfed it to the ground, so yeah. no one does it. I hope you don't think I'm going to do that with this Athena voyage. Oh wait, patch notes. Yeah. Oh. Hey, look, and you're jumping ahead. Can I get to the theme? I've been begging to get to the theme of this episode. Yeah, sure. Well, Great. What did you want to talk about? I want to talk about the balance of activities on the You know, the thing that really bugs me about the Athena mm-hmm. voyage as well, too, is mm-hmm. the fact that you can actually, like, steal the loot at the end and that it's the fault of the geometry and not okay. actually the the uh, the actual gameplay I've heard involved. a lot of people say this. I don't have a big problem with it. I remember, and... and I think part of this is is the reason that we're at the state where we're at here is a lot of people pine for the days of the the um, uh, the skeleton fortresses first come out and it was exciting and oh man the whole server would be fight over it people would be tucking oh somebody would do a rowboat play to try to steal your thing at the end I think it's actually really cool that whenever there's a new update and something if there's a way for somebody to kind of try to sneakily try to steal it from you I think it's very piratey and I think that's a it's a great balancing thing to do so I'm actually okay with that there especially because the, what's the stealing they're waiting at the end okay so what are, I know where they're gonna be here at the end there's an opportunity there to stop them to, to get it back I'm not I'm not I'm not very disappointed and you have a chance there to hey send someone over real quick check for Tuckers there's nothing wrong with that. I'm I'm surprised to hear so many people think it's a problem. I just don't like the the inherent gameplay that it that it is is there. Like most of the gameplay comes down to being on your ships and using your ships. Um, the other part of that being uh, on islands doing island stuff, um, and then everything around that is like the thing that you're doing to avoid doing the main parts of the actual game, which is sailing around, fighting people on ships. 
and going to islands to get treasure so that people can fight you for that treasure. And this kind of circumnavigates it in a in a crafty way, an admittedly crafty way, but it really kind of like takes it's it's like when playing destiny 2 and someone finds a way to use a sword and a jump to like skip half of the geometry in a zone to get someplace like where they shouldn't be it's like they're they're not really playing it the way that you would normally expect people to play it's kind of like the difference between if you think that people who uh, use glitches for speed runs are valid speed runs or do they need to play through the entire game as fast as possible so for your, it to be is, considered is a speed problem run? that they can get like up onto the fortress well i don't want to speak for everyone but mm-hmm. i think for me i think it is that the geometry is really funky at the end there and if they could get up there in a way that wasn't like I don't know. I, I think it would be more interesting if I could see people actually steal the loot once the other player has the loot. Mm. But it's but that's like such a personal, stupid thing to get hung up over. But that I've heard I really, a lot of people well, share your opinion. I don't think I think you're representing a good portion here. I find it interesting. Uh, I, for one, I, I love that people can get up on the fortress. I wish there was more of a way. Uh, uh, you were helping me at one point going up there and exploring it and 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 seeing all the cool details they added. Hey, everyone, there's a new uh, a new moving object by the way that just goes back and forth a net we had a barrel in the other in the one of the the spanish fortresses a really cool geometry up there i actually would like it if you know maybe they fix the you can kind of walk a weird way up a rock that seems too steep add like a designated ladder so that hey if you're gonna get up there i'm either gonna hear you shoot a cannon or i'm gonna see you use this ladder you know, that's an opportunity there. I think maybe to give a little play back and forth. I think that's, I think that is, is kind of the thing. If they designed it so that kind of like with the sea forts, the sea forts have ladders on the outside of the sea fort. So you can kind of sneak up there. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really clever. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Rare anticipated this being a play and they yeah. designed accordingly. This is not designed accordingly for that type of play. Players have just sort of figured it out. It's kind of like when they break emotes to be able to become invisible. It's like Mm. Rare didn't intend for that with the emotes. They intended you to use the emotes for what they are. People are abusing the the glitches that they found to get access to do something that they aren't that they weren't originally designed Mm. to intend to do. Yeah, I'm I'm I generally love that sort of thing. I think the glitching to invisible is a is a step over the line. That's obviously something gives you an unfair advantage. Uh, but things like this, some of the most beautiful things in gaming have come out of this sort of players fooling around and coming up with their own things. I mean, tuck plays at all weren't really a, a big thing till a certain streamer or streamer started doing it and then it became more commonplace. You know, it, mm-hmm. things get iterated off by the community. Um, uh, everyone's going to bring this up sword dash and not intended, but, you know, pe- people did it, loved it, and it's it's been embraced in the game. Uh, if you... Um, I think the difference I can't think between of other things. A... I have plenty of things like in Halo have oh players did this. This is now like a prominent feature in the next Halo. But if you could like okay, so we'll take Halo for example. Say it's uh it's it's um hill hill control and uh there's a spot in the geometry where the where one of the hills is that you can glitch yourself into listen i, I get it to make i get you it untargetable am i missing something here is somebody glitching into the fortress or are they just getting where anyone can get with a cannon shot they can but if they don't have a cannon because they don't have a ship because they didn't use a uh, mm-hmm. a ship to get to there well if that's the problem you know i can i can i can see some i, I can give some validity to that concern and i think my solution would be to embrace it add the ladder instead of to 
I don't know, put up invisible walls and stop it altogether. I don't think that's the solution at all. That's there that's what it one. is. That's it. What it is right there. It's the it's the expected versus the the unexpected. Most people mm -hmm. don't expect that geometry to be able to be scaled. But if you put a ladder there, then people can expect it and then mm -hmm. work into their mindset. Like there is a possibility someone could sneak up here if I don't pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But if people don't know about that glitch or that that abuse of the geometry, mm -hmm. then they're going to be very confused. Why why people were able to get there get up there right. and they're going to start putting in reports mm -hmm. like people are hacking it's like the the this is slightly different but it's similar shooting through the ship people didn't expect it if it was communicated mm -hmm. maybe it could have stayed but it wasn't yeah it's a little different because that's literally going through geometry but anyway what we're talking about is a voyage which is one of the two major ways activities are balanced on the sea of thieves which is a one this topic to be about the topic i'm bringing to you offering humbly before you uh world events and voyages seem to be like two of the big ways that uh, that we are divvying up the activities on the sea of thieves i don't know about you but uh when i play there's, I have to pick a certain task or tasks. Otherwise, I can get distracted by a million things on the long way to doing what I'm going to doing. Some of the, the when I play with uh, Tori, I'm like, honey, we, we can't stop at every every little shiny thing. She calls it shiny. Ooh, I see shiny. She's off the boat. I'm, like, I'm not going to stop. I'm not anchoring the boat unless it's a weeping chest. Then I will anchor and go back for it. But the point is, uh, there's so many little things that pop up, and then there's emergent things. Oh, you know. A megalodon spawns or, or whatever the heck happens that you go oh maybe i'll go deviate there's a lot of things to do in this game uh recently i grinded the legendary hunter of the sea of thieves which is getting every combination for the hunter's call and there was a day where i went out to go fishing and the entire x amount of hours i played i didn't do one little bit of fishing because thing after thing after thing uh came up that i'm like oh i do need to do that oh i want to do that oh i know i have a friend that wants to get that there's so yeah. many things to do in this game, and the way they distribute it, I think, could be an interesting topic of conversation. Well, so that is kind of an interesting approach that you bring to this, because genuinely, when I jump on, uh, it really kind of depends on who I'm playing with and mm -hmm. where the priorities lie. Uh, beginning of the month, probably going to work on whatever the new content is. Once the new content's then done, then I'll usually start working on like ledger positions. Uh, and then after that, once I've kind of secured ledger positions, that's when I'll kind of uh, just focus on commendations. And unless it's like, you know, bringing in someone new to the game where they haven't gotten a chance to go check out the tall tales, uh, I'll kind of just do that. Today, I think I sailed a little bit around um, before we started recording because I didn't have enough time to really, and this is, an, this is a bigger issue, but I didn't really have enough time to really kind of commit to jumping on two galleons with the with the keelhauled community to uh, run around and do stuff because i only had like a few hours and the fact that i can say i only have a few hours and i can't justify jumping on to sail like a long voyage uh mm -hmm. is is insane to to think about that given the other games that i play but um so i, I hopped on and i went and i started off don't doing... worry uh, arena match is only 15 minutes you could just jump in and oh wait no it wasn't it was like a half hour for one match plus the the wait time in the lobbies uh so i was just kind of hopping around doing some commodities and then i found i sailed by a uh a, a reaper's bounty and i was like you know what i haven't turned one of these in in a while so I went, turned in my commodities, sw swapped over to uh, Reapers, and then sailed over to Reapers doing little things here and there to kind of get some value. 
uh, on my rank before I turned in the the actual chest. Um, and sometimes I feel like those are some of the nice moments, like uh, like the other night, just kind of going out and thinking, okay, well, there's a ship over here. They're going over there. I don't want to be in that area because I'm so low and I can't watch the horizon the whole time. Oh, look, there's a, an abandoned um, uh, sea fort over by Golden Sands Outpost that no one's going to be around unless they need to come to uh, Mermaid's Hideaway or Crescent Isle or something. So that was a safe play. And it, it totally changes uh, depending on like where the other ships are, how busy is the server, are there reapers, um, am I sailing with people that need to do stuff? And I, I, think, I think for me, the world events always kind of fall into the, do we need to do this to do something to get our rank up? Or is there something going on right now where uh, we need to, to get as much gold as possible? Like a, a golden glory weekend is probably the, the best sure. thing. But I definitely feel like there's a lack of interest with the trade companies and the standard voyages that we have mm. right now yes I, I i wholeheartedly agree you took the words out of my mouth that i've been waiting to interrupt you with that's uh especially the basic ones like i don't i can't remember the last time i went i know what i want to do i want to go do an x marks the spot let me buy the voyage uh the only time you'll see me doing x marks the spot if it's a part of a different thing oh i killed a captain or if it's part of an athena quest or something those basic ones, which I would say probably were like the initial drive of activities on the Sea of Thieves back when the game first came out, you know, he, here are the things to do by the yeah. voyage, go do it, have really fallen to the wayside. And you see Rare like trying to trying to, to address this by, by picking it up and, and giving new voyages. Even if they were a lot of fun, you've had this for three years. You're getting a little tired of it. Let's let's introduce a new voyage. And you know what? Hey, it's been three years. We're three years better developers, and we three years better know this game. The voyage is a little more interesting now, isn't it? Now that you have a vault to do, uh, we've got vaults. We got the ghost ships for the Order of Souls. Yeah. Uh, we got the lost uh, shipments. Lost shipments for the merchant, and now the new Athena voyages. Um, yeah. So, so, and even before then, there was uh, the Thieves Haven run. So I mean, each, each has three, except for merchant, which now has four with cargo. Uh, so, so they're trying to bolster it. It does leave the very initial voyages sort of in the wind a little bit. Maybe if you're really accommodation grinding, there may be a reason to do them. Still not, not for gold hoarders, I'd say, because you'll just find chests otherwise. But merchant and uh, and and order souls certainly, you um maybe there's room here to to readdress those to go back and go what can we do to tighten these up maybe as a I don't know this I'm throwing this out here you're a level are you a level fifty or a level seventy five gold hoarder then you know what you're not gonna be able to dig up marauders chests anymore they're all captains chests or different you know or or something better than you're not gonna be able to dig up a marauders chest anymore and waste your time I don't know yeah. I don't even think that would get well, me they to keep going back to it. They but, had balanced it in the past um, when they, really? they, they, yeah, back. And, and I want to say that this was during the first year because that's when it felt like it was the most important because that was what we had to do. Uh, but I do remember that they did go in at one point and uh, base it off of reputation and that they adjusted the loot pool for the higher reputation voyages mm -hmm. so that you wouldn't, because we were, when we were doing like old order missions and X marks the spots and stuff, uh, we'd go out there and, and, you know, we'd be like you know grinding between 45 and 50 uh and and we'd start getting like these castaway or chests and these seafarers that we're digging up and we're like rare this is like this isn't gonna move the bar at all yeah. for for this like it's a serious uh serious balance issue um but one of the questions that i wanted to pose to you 
and and i think it's it's in uh, a problem that we have where we've been playing for so long that we tend to forget that we're not the only people on the seas and how do we make sure that this game is approachable from day one pirates who are getting those very easy very kind of low caliber uh gold hoarder order of souls and merchant missions uh because speaking with the the commodities um those uh are all tied behind the emissary and the emissary is locked behind rank uh same thing Mm. with the the some of the other voyages um as far as i remember some of them are actually tied to reputation rank so you won't even be experiencing those Mm -hmm. until you've actually earned a certain amount the the problem that i have is is that those compared to the excitement of doing a world event mm-hmm. is vastly different yes even as a max level order of souls go do a find a skeleton ship or do literally any world event and you're going to get way better skulls than your rng skulls are going to drop and it's going to take less time and less mm-hmm. sailing uh yeah any when you when you're a new player and you boot up the game, the game goes, hey, here's how to do a voyage. Go get this default voyage from the gold hoarders. Go dig up a chest, come back. Hey, now you know how to do voyages. Because this thing is so important to do, isn't it? And it'll tell you nothing about world events or all or other activities. When in truth, any new player, if I had them under my wing, the last thing I would tell them to do is, oh, yeah, go grab a, a gold hoarder thing. Especially because the lower, as you were saying, the lower um, grade you are uh, with the reputation uh, the worse you're going to get out of it. You're going to be leveling up so slow. It's like, no, go do a a fort with some friends and you're going to get way better loot than you would ever get on your voyage. You're going to boost up your rep way faster and you're not punished for being low level. The level doesn't scale down. The loot doesn't scale down to your level. I think, uh, you know, that's uh, maybe another thing that's me addressed. You know, get rid of the, oh, are you level one? Then you're going to dig up castaways then they have no reason to ever get to it. Do literally anything else in the Sea of Thieves. Find a one mermaid statue. You're going to do better to do in four of those voyages. It's uh, it's bad. It's bad. But but the and, and this is kind of where I want to push back, not because I don't disagree with you, but but just because I want to uh, try and be inclusive with the with the perspectives that we're talking about. Uh, I, I, I do feel like that if you are just getting on the seas um, you're not going to even understand like the boat. You're going to forget where the planks are compared to the food. Mm-hmm. And if if the the highest level of of difficulty that you have to come across is an emergent skeleton captain while you're working on a low level gold hoarder, then that's probably going to be enough for you. You may even die to that skeleton captain if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. Um, let alone having to deal with phantoms and ocean crawlers mm-hmm. and emergent ships and stuff. And I'm like, man, I, I don't know how players coming to the game yeah. without any knowledge of how to sail or how to go to islands or even sure. how to you know look at their map and tell what map that is i mean there's pirate legends i can't even tell what maps they have right. uh, i think i think we're, we're guiding a little off here and it's a good topic but i think how dare we, you we don't have enough time to hit it is is <laughs> is the new player experience in this game that's fair and, and i think that's a tough thing to to to, to uh, address for me my quick two cents are and I know this is this is awful vice in some ways, is get somebody who enjoys the game to play it with you and to show you the ropes. A lot of games, especially like um, big MMOs, uh, I don't know what you would call Destiny, but those kind I'd of games. it's an MMO. Uh, you, you, you need somebody to hold your hand through it. 
And I think yeah. this game is no different, and the most fun you'll have is when you have uh, friends play it with. I say this, I was just listening to a podcast, uh, The Citadel Cafe, with Joel mm-hmm. Duncan and Brockett Vola was on it. And they were talking about games that uh, influenced them as kids. And they were talking about things that were making me very envious about like, oh, we would play StarCraft and we would have land parties in my my dorm. Or we would all my friends would get together. Boy, do I remember Smash 64 because all my friends would play it so much. That wasn't mm-hmm. me when I was younger. I played StarCraft, but I played it by myself. I played many, many games. The vast majority of my games were by myself. The few games I played with anyone else was my brother. Our age difference varied. Uh, w- w- it was pretty significant. So that, that time was short. And, uh, you know, who wants to play with their little, little brother? I understand. Uh, so in uh, giving the advice of find a friend, I can understand. I'd be like, hey, well, guess what, Caleb? I'm, I, I'm playing mostly single player stuff here now. I wanted to try a sale single player. I think the paradigm shifted a little bit. It's a little easier with the age advent of the Internet. And especially as far as we've gotten with group communities that are so easy to access, such as, you know, Discord communities. Uh, just being able to sail with others is a lot easier now. And I think Sea of Thieves, like many MMOs, is a game you just got to find somebody you enjoy playing with. I know the first friends I met in Sea of Thieves were friends I met in Sea of Thieves. I came across a guy who was nice to me. We chilled. We vibed. And then now we're on each other's friends list. And then we were playing together. And that kind of grew from there. And then later on, it changed in different ways from from friends I met uh, when I was doing my Athena grind or you can like if you're in a community like you know in one your community uh, you'll, you'll you there's ways to find friends to play with it, it, so, anything else an alliance server as much as people might want to bemoan them if you think for five seconds about somebody who's not very good at video games or doesn't have a ton of friends to play with that's an opportunity to make friends to play in a safer uh, I, I call them safer spaces but <laughs> you have to excuse me the word safe space is so entrenched with things so I I, I said safer space which makes no sense a safe space but i'm not using it in a political sense a safe place to to, to play their game with with people if i can if i can address and, and i'm not trying to pick on on the argument I, I just want to kind of maybe get a little more educated on this um isn't there a bit of an expectation with alliance servers that you kind of know what you're doing because i was under the impression that most alliance servers in bear in mind i've never been on one so I, I can't really speak to it but uh the idea is is to try and earn as much gold and reputation and renown and such uh as possible so is there really safe places for people mm-hmm. who are new to the game yeah certainly i i can't speak for every alliance server myself either there's some of that are, are more rigorous in their um I don't know what you call it, application process than others. Yeah. Some are open to everybody. Some are open to 18 plus. I've happened to be an 18 plus one. So I'm just not very fond of playing with younger people. Uh, and the maturity level that's there, I just enjoy it more. Uh, so in, in these Alliance servers, the only things you need to know is the rules of the Alliance server, which tend to be like, hey, don't kill each other. Don't board another mm-hmm. person's ship, ship without permission. Turn in every you know X amount of time, every three voyages, every hour, whatever the rules are for that server. Uh, mm-hmm. Just so that people who you know are are leaving and stuff, everyone gets chances to get the loot, and then your ship gets to choose whatever you want to do. Think that you know they have certain things like you can't do tall tales. Okay, then a tall alliance server isn't going to be that. My alliance server is going to be great for tall tales, but aside from yeah. that, fishing and tall tales are like the only things you can't do in my server. Gotcha. Uh, so no, they're 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 pretty open, and most people I play with, you know, you're you're playing with randos, so mm-hmm. you never know. You may come across somebody you don't enjoy playing with, somebody who's bristly. But generally, in my experience, you're finding people who are like I constantly playing with new people in there. And it's more than a pleasure to be like, oh, yeah, there's no problem. Here's how you do this. Here's how you do that. And gotcha. once you find one of those guys that you really enjoy, you know, you friend them. That's a chance to move on. 
But we've talked far, far more than I wanted to about a uh, new player onboarding in this game, trying to sail, put the voyage down of our topic. Uh, all this to say that voyages that seem to be inherently, this should be a, a big driver of activities in Sea of Thieves, the earlier voyages aren't really doing that anymore. Uh, I'd say one of the voyages we haven't talked about yet is uh, the animal voyages. I just Merchant, did some. Merchant has, oh really? Merchant yeah. has the unfortunate uh, um, aspect of their uh, treasure can be destroyed completely or destroyed to near worthlessness, yeah. uh, as opposed to everyone else's. Yeah, which is impervious. And you don't get like the there's no bonus for that risk versus reward. Animals, even if you have a voyage form, even if it's a golden animal, it's not worth a lot. No, it's, it, it the really I think that really needs to be looked at. If animals were worth a lot, maybe they'd be worth the tedium of catching them and protecting them and feeding them. Maybe people would do them more. I mean, that's a quick balance. I think all of this probably needs a deeper look at than a quick, like, it worth more. Uh, but the merchant one is definitely something that needs to be looked at. Yeah. And I think we did. Did we talk about this, about the idea of making a... Um... Uh, a merchant voyage where the the crates like once you put an animal in a crate it becomes immune to death it can't die but it can still take damage no okay i remember i had this conversation with someone on the podcast earlier and forgive me who for whoever it was that we talked about it but the idea was basically if you if you put an animal in a cage then you can't damage the animal and then the the argument was uh or, or the red flag that came up as a result of that is people would start lining their boats with uh animals in cages so they never took damage from <laughs> ships and i thought that was a great great retort uh but i i do think that there's inherently some issues with uh merchant i recently did uh, a couple animal voyages because i've been i'm real close to finishing off my pirate legend commendation for that and one of the the only ways you can do that is if you just toss out uh the the animal voyage and go work on that well the problem that i ran into is uh the islands are just so absolutely populated with enemies at this point mm. that when I go to dry, try and like get an actual, uh, I think it was like a, a red speckled chicken, a black pig and a black snake. Um, I got the black snake, but the problem that I ran into it was uh, I dropped it on a rowboat and the rowboat was pushed out into sea and a phantom spawned up on the island and was using a blunderbuss against me well one of the shots no. by the time i got back to the boat or back to my boat with the rowboat and the snake one of the shots had actually killed the black snake no because of one of the random pellets Oof. and at that point i then had to go and uh hunt down another black snake well if you're on an island that has animals and you don't have uh, the right color that you need, then you can reset it, but you have to die to reset it. Mm -hmm. And as a solo slooper, that's a dangerous prospect if you're not in, or if you're in, in an area where there might be other ships because they, mm -hmm. they have time to kind of uh, spawn or, you know, sail over to you. And in this case, one actually did. And they managed to get uh, on my ship and they managed to tuck on my ship and they almost killed me and uh, they almost sunk my ship, but I managed to kill them and get my ship uh, back 
um, when I was trying to take one of the kegs that is required for those quests onto my ship. So I have imagine tucking on a merchant ship. What is the point? I mean, animal. Somebody doing animals. It was it was purely just to cause havoc, which I I understand like why they did it, and I I wasn't upset that they did. I was upset that it wasted more of my time than anything. Uh, But thankfully, oh sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. How dare you? Uh, thankfully, I, I had turned in my animals by the time I'd by the time they had blown up the keg. Uh, so oh, the man. animals were spared. Oh, the poor animals would all die to a keg. That'd be so sad. Yeah. Uh, at least you have a lot of food, though, lying around your boat. Decoration. <laughs> uh, I think something else interesting about the merchant one is that if it's the only thing that if you don't have a voyage for it, the it's reduced in in value. So you steal someone's pig it's just not worth as much which makes finding a crate on washed up on shore useless like why capture the thing and get i I can get the same amount of gold for turning in that that pig from getting a phantom's gold drop pile i'm just not going to do it i think having not having a voyage for it boosting that price as well is a bare minimum that needs to be done anyway so go ahead if if i could add one point to this uh just to kind of add to what you're saying uh the the merchant voyage is is the only one where if you do to go if you do go to actually steal it from people and it in, involves a fight then you're actually losing value by fighting them as opposed to just trying to steal it because even if you have the voyage or know where to deliver the stuff the act of you taking on the other crew uh, will most likely damage or destroy what they have mm. and at which point not only are you you know destroying their value but you're you're depleting your own yeah true but the newer voyages that we talked about are you know getting better they're worth doing i think it's worth doing many of the new voyages you i don't know how many yeah i guess i was i was thinking about the um, the ghost ship voyages you, you get enough uh, but yeah. regardless, they're they're more fun as well. I I think mostly um, you you can supply up off of them. Plus, you mm-hmm. get some of the uh, you you have the opportunity to get the special cannonballs, which is a power right. power uh, increase to the to other your day. Rover, I said, look, guys, let's do let's do an order of souls voyage real quick. Let's see if we can get a wraith ball, and then that'll really like that's gonna surprise whoever we hit with it because they'll be like, wait, I forgot they're in the game. Uh, yeah. So anyway, the new voyages I think are really hitting the ticket of being a real activity mover activity director there's a better word for this uh and you know naturally this is a great opportunity for our very first time in this episode to talk about the new athena voyage uh the new athena voyage is a lot of fun it's uh got interesting new introduction of replayability uh given that it's um it varies on the task you're going to be given I seem to always get any a shipwreck graveyard i don't know if that's actually the case yeah. or just my luck um, I I wonder if it has to do with the with the number of uh, shipwrecks that are spawned on a server. If that's mm-hmm. like a default, but I have not Ooh. gotten a chance to do too many uh, other other things than the shape shipwreck graveyard. I wonder if you can get wreckers at a shipwreck graveyard because you can't get wreckers at a lost shipments shipwreck. Well, huh. as we found out thanks to the uh, the the Mayakopa voyage that you get when there's lost. Um, when there's lost data and they give you one of those apology voyages, uh, while it's gold hoarder, it doesn't actually count for miles. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine that they would have tagged the shipwrecks, uh, shipwreck graveyards as something that would count towards wreckers. Cause that just doesn't seem super like, it, big. It sad. makes sense. <laughs> I don't think they put, I don't think they would have put the thought in for that. Them thinking about Hunter's call. Haha. <laughs> I'm kidding myself. But the, uh, the new theme of voyage, interesting, fun, um, 
the artifact of legendary hunger is adorable and yeah. as the meme goes if anything were happen anything were to happen to it i would kill everyone in this room and then myself it's adorable yep. it's the best thing ever <laughs> and i wanted to just float around and follow me yeah yeah it's great it's it's a really really fun little thing that they added and i'm and i'm glad that they added new versions of athena loot I am bummed out that they still haven't gone back. And I think this is kind of touching on a little bit of, of the, the voyage topic versus like the world event. Uh, but the, the, the voyages that, that we've been talking about are kind of lackluster due to the, the length that they've been out and the rewards that they put in. And I think that the Athena voyage, um, something I've mentioned a lot of times, could really do with adding some of the new uh the new loot that mm -hmm. is is in as a result of these newer voyages yeah. added to the old stuff like if you're going Imagine to go if they replace the gosh darn gems you get that you can't turn into athena yeah yeah that'd be great well it, even with like a merchant alliance we'll, we'll i'll, I'll kind of take merchant alliance as an example if you go to do uh a a what's it called um the oh, the lost shipments i always forget the name of those if you go to do a lost shipments uh then one of those you know like maybe three or four of those are commodity crates and you're kind of mixing up a little bit. So you're not just getting half of the stack as tea, half of the stack as silks with a couple uh, spices and maybe one or two ashen stones and then some some sugar. It's like kind of mix in some of the stuff that um, should be on a merchant voyage if you're doing merchant voyages, you know. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of like away from the topic of actually talking about uh, world world events versus the voyage. Right. So the Athena voyage, it's uh, I'd say that the repayability they did one, you know, two steps forward, one step back. Cool that you can replay it. Not cool that I have to hear the same lines a hundred times from Ramsey. Mm -hmm. uh, I what do you think about them taking the step of really make adding story content, almost like tall tale level story content to a voyage? Well, that, that's honestly uh, of everything about the Athena voyage. I love everything about the Athena voyage. Um, and I know that that it's been said from Mike Chapman that these are intended to be moments in time, uh, kind of like with a, a tall tale. But I do kind of rub up against the fact that if with these being a moment in time, I'm worried about the contextual relevance that they'll have in a year's time when we're far past this story. Um, and then also kind of the, the repetitive nature, like there's, there's an anticipated amount of loot that is, uh, due to come to you as opposed to the eight grand that you get for finishing a tall tale. Like you're, you're trying to work on these voyages to get your reputation up because there's, there's, uh, rewards associated with those ranks. So when it comes to, uh, this being a, a half of a tall tale kind of half of a voyage, uh, I think it really does a great job of, of driving engagement and interest with something that is effectively just going around uh, finding some things here and then going around and shooting some things here and then eventually culminating into this really epic event at the end where you get a really nice payout. Um, I just don't know how I feel and, and I won't know how I feel uh, until we get further down the line when I've had to do a hundred of these and mm -hmm. am I going to be as sick of doing these after a hundred uh, as I was when they required me to do uh, the art of the trickster for five times for mm. the tall tales or I was the shroud. How many times I had to do the thieves haven voyage? Yes, yeah, the thieves haven Very voyage. Very fun is a, voyage a... to do 
when it started, but now I really don't want to do them again. I yeah. Did so many. So I, I guess a question for you then is, do you think that if they had story uh, tied to that voyage that was kind of like, you know, narrative that was being told as you were going between islands and islands, would that have impacted your, your eventual feel of it? Mm, I don't think that the narrative uh, adds to the replayability. I think the narrative, if anything, takes away from it. This repeated narrative, I just don't need to see it over and over again. It's a little weird to have story tied to a voyage. I think all the activities are fun to do. We're talking about the skin of the voyage, really. The voyage is fine and fun. Uh, it's the skin of why am I doing it, which in the end is the least relevant thing when it comes to gameplay. But still, it's a little weird. Suspension of disbelief. If I do a tall tale over again, I know that I did it, it happened in the story, and now I'm choosing to do it again. All right, I understand that's right. A voyage is meant to be taken up as many times as you want. That's meant to be redone. So it makes yeah. less sense that the same, you know, thing is happening. Yeah. And it's it's tough because I think I think the overall desire for this was that they wanted this to be a living game. They wanted this to be something where you're experiencing the story as you're kind of going out and doing normal voyages. You're not mm -hmm. just like taking the tall tales because I, I, I will admit doing tall tales does kind of detract away from the amount of gold that you would typically earn. Uh, because you're you're purposefully do, uh, going to do something that is intended to be a narrative, uh, whereas this is trying to to at least tie in some of the narrative that would have normally have been just a tall tale. People would have done it the required amount of times to get the commendations done, and then probably never gone back to do those. Uh, but at least with this voyage, you have something that is a little more everlasting, if not kind of trapped in time. That kind of helps uh, breathe a little more life, which is is something that I think the game does need uh, into what you do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I'm looking at my notes deciding what the next thing I need to say is. Um, I think they, 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 they showed that they didn't learn a lesson. They took away Flameheart from the sky because he uh, was repetitive. People found it annoying. I still, I've said it before, I'll say it again, do go ship voyages and you'll be begging to have Flameheart, flame, oh my gosh, excuse me, Flameheart talk to you because it gets boring without him going, another hit. Uh, you'll miss them. Uh, they didn't learn it because now Lorena is shouting at me. And as we just said, I hear the same lines from the pirate lore when I'm doing those voyages. Uh, come on, guys. Learn your lessons. It's annoying being shouted at the same thing over and over again, especially when you are just going by, which is the case with Lorena. You can't avoid her. Yeah, I, I do think that the general sentiment that m many of us have kind of come to is, is if you have a build red adventure, then yeah, you definitely need to get yelled at. If you've actually looked at the uh, build rat note, then you shouldn't be getting yelled at. Um, and, I, and I think that that's just kind of is a, a contextual clue that mm. would help. Like if, if I've already gone and done the adventure, if the yes. deeds are already marked out on, on the adventure list, yes. then don't have Lorena bug me about stuff. Because yes. unless she has a new voyage, there's not really going to be a point. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that they are trying to build a little more interactivity with the actual NPCs because it is, although otherwise, this is, and this is kind of the, the interesting thing. This is the first time that we've really had NPCs kind of try to interact with us outside of us actually interacting with them. And I like it because it, it, it actually brings in a little more life to the game. It's like, oh, hey, someone's yelling at me and it's not another player or one of my crewmates. I should probably pay attention to that. 
but you have to kind of learn where the threshold is. What are the points of, or what, what is the goal of what you uh, want that NPC to be doing? And are they serving that uh, all the time or just when it's relevant? Because I think that's important is, is the relevance of why she's yelling at me. If she's yelling at me to come over here and do something that I've already done, I don't care because it doesn't, it's not impactful to me. I've got mm. other stuff to do. Or tell me about something else that's going on. Speaking of the voyage being like a tall tale, strangely enough, you put down a tall tale, it cancels this voyage. It conflicts with it, even though it's not taking up the spot on the captain's table. Uh, rudimentary guessing is that the game's just not designed for you. You have two quest books in your inventory. But it uh, certainly is a strange thing. Yeah, the whole quest thing, I think, needs an, a serious look at right now because uh, and, and this is something I touched on a little bit ago. We, we started getting these voyages for when there's data loss um, to kind of compensate for the, the lack of, of gold and renown and reputation that you would lose if, if you go out sailing and there's not uh, mm -hmm. and, and you, you turn stuff in, but it doesn't actually count towards your progress. Uh, they're giving out these voyages. Um, and, and these voyages are unique. Uh, they don't override a gilded voyage that it, you may have from like the holidays, but they also take up a, a voyage slot as well too. So there's, there's some serious limitations with how many voyages you can have, how many tall tales you can be on. Uh, and with this voyage counting as a tall tale in a sense, because you can't, you know, you can't obviously go do a tall tale. Uh, if you're working on this and you've got, you know, a fair amount of loot on your ship, you can't go drop down a, uh, a, a tall tale to go into the shroud breaker, uh, to get away from someone. You, mm. you will lose that voyage. Yes. And, uh, also, you know, I have a couple, I'm, I'm often doing a tall tale because, I've got checkpoints that give me tall tale cosmetics to get the lantern, to get um, the, the morning star the set, morning star set, things like this. I can't put them down for that. Yeah, yeah. There's there's an inherent design with uh, the way the voyage is and the way that the tall tales are right now, that is is kind of showing its restrictions mm -hmm. um, and its limitations. And I think that's kind of the problem with uh, where we're at right now is is we we're getting these really cool voyages, but. Uh, and, and this kind of ties all the way back to the first year when I was hopeful for when uh, the the Forsaken Shores was coming out. There was the idea that I always wanted to be able to do to work on two voyages at once. Uh, I wanted to have skeletons mm. down, but I also wanted to go and dig up tre treasure chests as well. Um, so the idea was, is you know, if I'm going to be uh, if I'm going to be out and about, I would love to, you know, worry about killing some skeletons, but also then dig up some treasure. Cause I mean, that's kind of like what they have in game. But the point is, is like when you dig up a treasure chest, a bunch of skeletons pop up and they're, they're like, Oh, Hey, you know, don't take our treasure, but you don't get any reward for them. Mm -hmm. And I've always wanted to be able to have multiple voyages. And this is something that now looking at this, it's clear that the tall tales were an attempt to allow you to have down a voyage uh, for miles and, and if you wanted to get distracted, but also have a tall tale. Um, cargo crates were kind of the thing that came out during. Which, by the way, was something I almost never did. The what's that? Do a voyage do a, while do you're a working voyage on a, a tall tale. Mm, yeah, 
I think it kind of depends on what you're doing. Like, for example, if if we were doing the Shroud Breaker, we would throw down a Gold Order or an Order of Souls to see if we could get some of the 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 maps for those to spawn on the islands that we were going to be going to for the Shroud Breaker. Same mm-hmm. thing with like uh, Art of the Trickster. Um, you kind of go to certain islands, so you throw down a Voyage to see if maybe you can earn a little bit more. Because again, mm-hmm. the Tall Tales are killing the opportunity for you to really get any kind of loot. True. Um, but I, I genuinely feel like the the new voyage is the positive way to go about it. Um, I just have some genuine concerns about like, is narrative going to be something that is stagnant in that voyage? And then how is that going to feel after a year's worth of playthrough? Mm-hmm. Um, and then how are they going to be able to go in and really kind of address the voyage system right now? Because I, I think it's I think it's long in the tooth, given that mm-hmm. they've added so many different types of voyages and you can only hold three. Yes. And that is, I still can't understand why. You can only that, have can, one Legend of the Veil. You can only have one Legend of the Veil. I'm okay with that because that forces players to uh, share it with others. It's not going to be something that's uh, given out to everyone the way Athena chest voyages were um, back in the day. And they're they're hard, so they should be something that you really kind of focus in on. Um, the, the, I mean, just like why why this one voyage be different than every other voyage? It's, it's just a weird choice that I can there, only carry. One. yeah but i mean if, if i have a if i have my if you're, if you're worried about me chaining them three of us can have three so you're not stopping us from chaining them i don't know what the reasoning is I, it might be something tied to alliance servers maybe again everybody in the crew can have it so you can keep chaining it you and can you turn but in, it, you just grab another it's just it's just i don't know it's i a, can't conceive of a reason uh, that's the only thing i could i can think of i can't think of why it's it's done that way but i can see like maybe there being a reason behind it that we just can't we may not have have this. I mean, it could also be that uh, they are trying to limit how many people are spawning these because they're so intensive uh, on the server. Like they've talked about how they need to balance being able to have six of these up at the same time. Um, so maybe limiting the number of voyages kind of helps with the the natural amount of server load that the servers take. You know, uh, yeah. they they don't want people. So some voyages uh, are locked, as you said earlier, until you reach a certain level in the reputation of that trading company. Do yeah. you think that the Legend of the Veil voyage should be locked to Athena twenties or Athena tens? yes okay well no i take that back i take that back because genuinely doing the other voyages is so bad that i would much (laughs) rather everyone no i i genuinely feel that way i really don't feel like the athena voyages are fun to do i don't think they're fun if i have to do them i'll go do them out in the roar where i can use the geysers to kill the skeletons I i drop I drop the um, the cargo uh, when when I pull those up, and Green. the the digs are really the only thing that that is like worth worrying about uh, in there. And in like the loot is good, but it genuinely takes far too long to do those, and it's not something that uh, pays out well for the reputation that you're working on. And the thieves haven are so so kind of painful to do because they don't award the the emissary value that you should and the the loot that you get from them is typically stuff you don't even benefit for athena rep which is why i think i was so happy when they came out with this voyage because everything in this for the most part is stuff that benefits athena's fortune we did talk about earlier about them nerfing uh commodities into the ground i i, I suspect and i'm surprised the recent patch didn't nerf how quickly it gives you athena 5 I, I i would expect that the voyage still gives you athena 5 at the end but the fact that one gen gets you to four 
I thought they were going to nerf that. Yeah, I see. I haven't gotten to do one yet after the patch, so I haven't gotten to test that out in the galleon. They, they didn't change it. Okay, that's that's kind of what I was hoping. I was hoping that they would keep the amount of emissary grade high because I like being able to do half of a half of one of these uh, veil voyages, and then if a fort of fortune pops up, it's like, oh, well, obviously I'm going to go do the veil the the fort of fortune because that's just going to be a, a much better uh, value for for my time, and it probably will be a lot more entertaining to do uh given like it's it's usually a center point for people to go do stuff uh so i'm usually liking the idea of of getting more more athena five flags out there especially now that there's 30 levels for people to grind so in the end you're gonna go you're going with you're happy it's not restricted by level yeah and i think a lot of that is just because of the the state of the other voyages i think if they were to go back and actually change up the amount of uh loot uh, pool that's available for the original Athena. Uh, mm-hmm. I might change my mind on that because the I, I will say, if if they were to to restrict it and say that it was only available for people that were working on Athena twenty to thirty, then I could definitely understand where people would be a lot more accustomed to uh, how the islands look. Um, all the different mark markers on the islands because sure. they've been having to grind uh, Athena's uh, Athena voyages, which will send you out to all of those different islands numerous times uh, to do Order of Souls and Gold Hoarder voyages and stuff. So you'll become a lot more accustomed to those islands by doing the old version. And then once you have that knowledge, that actually helps make the grind from 20 to 30 easier because at least you know the islands well enough to be able to tell like where things are and what's what's right, what's wrong. Mm. Um, otherwise, you end up on Reddit asking people like, what is this uh, voyage? And <laughs> yeah. it's like, bro, how long you been pirate legend? Come on. Sure. Um, a fun thing here is that you can't kill those ancients that help you out in, in one of the voyage modules. So I like to throw one fireball and then just sit back and watch them kill all the phantoms by spreading it. That's a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, that is pretty funny. Nice that they're using the extra space, the edges of the map, or what used to be the edges of the map. Uh, now that they've expanded the map, we haven't really seen that use except for Tall Tale, you know, the the, the Pirate's Life Tall Tales. So. Yeah, Good. we're getting a little more used to the the expanded map edges. It's interesting that they did that so early, uh, and and never really gave us an explanation mm-hmm. as to why the shroud had receded so much. Um, but the fact that it's been giving them the opportunity to utilize that space, it does kind of make me wonder what the heck is going on with the big Disney uh, temple out on the north in the shores of Plenty, though. Because if everything else is able to be phased in as part of a voyage, why aren't, why isn't, why is that temple still out there? Like, (laughs) it's so, so bizarre to me that that's something that is still just kind of out there on its own. It is interesting. You've, You've brought up a great point that physical interactable geometry is 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 spawned in with this quest which really begs the question can we retroactively do that to things like we talked about you talked about way long ago those those portals stones uh, portal rock formations can those be phased in when they're needed can yeah. you, you know you just talked about that uh, this the the siren temple whatever it's called can that be phased in when needed i mean there may be some things in this game that it might be good to phase in instead of having around all the time. Yeah, like the the arena tavern. Don't need it. Let's phase it out. Well, all right now. I would like them to find <laughs> something to do with it. It's since since it came out, it was super cool, and there's never been a reason to be there. But we've said that for a long time, and we're just repeating ourselves. Uh, it's cool that in the shipwreck graveyards we see chromatic hulls, which we've only kind of seen with arena ships. Mm-hmm. Um, 
can we can, can we finally get chromatic hulls in the game? We have chroma- sales. chromatic sales. Can we get chromatic hulls, please? There's something. Do you want to talk a little bit about the weirdness behind the uh, the Veil of Ancients having uh, the the uh, triumphant sea dog logo on the banner? I haven't gotten to talk about this yet. Look, there's a great content creator creator out there. His name is Falcor, and he does a great mm-hmm. video recently uh, at the time of us recording uh, about. Uh, about a th- arena and where their place is right now in the story. Some things that I didn't even know about that I thought was really good. And I'm glad I watched the video. No Kappa. That's surprising. Yeah. Yeah, I, I need to, I, I should really see if I can get him on to, to kind of chat about that. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Oh, if you and- get him on, you know what? He could fight me. <laughs> you just want to fight everyone. Uh, you think I was I, serious? I, you think I was complimenting Falcor in his video? Do you think that's what I was doing here? Oh, oh, look at me. I saw arena colors and I'm going to connect it with the arena ship. It's the basic colors of the color wheel. That's all that is. Oh, look, that's the sun. It's yellow. Guys, an arena reference. <laughs> it is weird that, the, that they have arena pictures and that the arena symbols at the very end. But listen, in, Fort, I, in Fortnite right now, there's symbols for freaking Chapter 2 Season 1 stuff. What? Why? Yeah. Huh? I mean, no, Season well, 2 stuff, I think. Uh, when you when you take over, it's supposed to be a the Seven flag or the Imagined Order flag. Instead, of it's, instead it's Ghost or uh, I forgot the other one. What? Listen, even huge gaming companies make the mistake of putting up the wrong symbol. Uh, 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 maybe that's what's happening here. It's possible. Um, I think of all the stuff that they've made, I wouldn't I be think... surprised though if a, a bunch of uh, the Spanish players were triumphant sea dogs. It would uh, it would track to what I've experienced in real life. Yeah, well, that's it's it's kind of one of those things where I, I question whether or not it's tied to lore or if they're if it's a, a card that they're going to uh, put down later on the in in the uh, you know after after the stakes have been raised. Um, but yeah, I I think that there's some really good things with this voyage. I think they've done mm-hmm. a great job. Yeah, it's great with with kind of, of building yeah it, that's the thing i think is it's just a lot of fun compared to mm-hmm. uh any other voyage right now i've just had way more fun going out and doing this um i love that the that they've taken a lot of the lessons from pirate's life from the tall tales mm-hmm. and tried to implement that in this voyage and i like that the voyage is modular i think that's one of the things that it, that i'm looking forward to with the future voyages that they do mm-hmm. uh i just I, I i genuinely do think that they need to go back to where it started and take a look at the original voyages and see if there's a modifier that they can add to that like if you're going to go do an original uh, gold hoarder voyage and you're going to uh, um, avoid doing any world events, then if you actually do that, when you have an emissary flag up, then it adds an additional element that's something that's pulled from the tall tales. Mm, could be. Um, two last things I'd like to say about this Athena voyage. One, it's the first voyage you can know somebody's doing by something in the sky. The tornado goes, hey, I know somebody's doing this voyage. I can go steal it from them. Mm-hmm. I don't think other voyages really do that. I guess uh, no. spectral ships, you see the ships if you're close enough. You can see the spectral ships if you're close enough. You can. So that's akin uh, to seeing somebody at an island attacking skeleton captains. Okay, yes. When you get close enough, you can tell whatever voyage somebody's doing. Yeah. This one you, you see, see it from across the gosh darn map. Yeah. If you see someone sailing towards a shipwreck, there's a and they've got an emissary flag up. There's a good chance they could be a um. What's it called? You know uh, Merchant what? Alliance. That happened today. I I sunk somebody. They had a key, and I was like, oh, I know that there's set trade routes. Let me look where we are. Okay, this trade route either ends right here or it started right here. Let's mm-hmm. look for birds. And we found 
his shipwreck used his key, which is an incredibly hard thing to do with stealing somebody's voyage to figure out where the heck their shipwreck is. We did it. Yeah. We opened it up and it didn't count towards my accommodation. It's got to oh, be your kidding. voyage. What? <laughs> what? Oh, that's painful. Yeah. Can we, can we, are, are we, uh, are we pretty much set on our thoughts on the Athena voyage? Was there, was there another point you want to bring in? There is one last thing I wanted to talk about, which is, I think it's shame. It, it, we as we're really good and people in general, we, we notice it here as gamers uh, that we're really good at saying, we need this, we need this, give me this, this sucks, give it to me, why don't we have this, we get it, and we're like, all right, cool, moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been begging for an Athena update for a long time, we finally got it, and I think they stepped up to the plate. I think they matched uh, our expectations, and uh, we couldn't have asked for more. I think it's a great update. So let me ask for more real quick. I think uh, as much as I love this, love doing it, see myself doing Athena now, glad I could progress to 30, glad I get all these new rewards. I'm a little disappointed that we didn't get a full ancient set. We just got ship livery and weapons. Uh, There's a lot of combinations that are very grindy that we just got that reward nothing. They don't give you even titles, nothing at all. Uh, You know, part of the reason you kept doing the Thieves Haven run is because there was combinations to turn in a number of these new uh, Athena treasures that would unlock things. They would unlock the ghost ship, pa- ship cannons, capstan, and wheel, which we were all like, yes, we could finally complete this set. Awesome. Amazing. Uh, here. Also, the, the Pirate Legend uh, cannon, capstan, and wheels as well, too. I was tied to the Thieves Haven. Absolutely not. <clears throat> I love it wasn't? you. I love you. Hey, remember we were talking about earlier about correcting him? Does it matter? This one matters. No. Uh, the cannon is sinking a thousand ships. The wheel is doing. Uh, oh, you're right. Okay. Athena voyages. God, and the capstan is th- sailing a thousand miles. You're right. Yeah, that's right. It was the ghost stuff. God. I it's, think I blanked that out of my memory, <laughs> to be um, honest. Ahoy there, Pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any two vip books or use the affiliate link for green man gaming if you're a pc gamer you'd like to save money on games it's one of the benefit of being a pc gamer head over to green man gaming you can get codes for steam epic any of the different stores that they have deals going on they have deals going on all the time and if you plan on buying there please consider using our affiliate link all of that goes straight to me through the network thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast it means the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show so now we have all these little trinkets to turn in uh, like a hundred of each or something maybe 50 of each i'm not sure um and they don't give you anything i mean they each could have given us you know a part of you know equipment or clothing I, i forgot to mention we get a costume it's pretty cool um, to, to complete this ancient set, which would have been really, you know, great if they're going to like pace this out to the next Athena update. All right, cool. In two years, maybe we'll get to finish the set. Very, very, uh, sad to see. And so 
Wasted combinations are weird to me. I get why we have some just from Legacy, but when we have new combinations, like all the new uh, stuff for the Spanish Fortresses, don't reward anything except a few give you doubloons because they're bilge rats. That's it. What? Remember when Ashen... Winds gave you a sail and, and gave you uh, all the Ashen equipment and Ashen cosmetics. Uh, Ashen dragon cosmetics, I mean to say. Uh, remember when updates used to give you skins? Even the update before... What was, what was the update before this? Um, before the, the Spanish Force. Before the, was last season? The Sea Forts? Uh, this, it was the um, cannon, rowboat, fireworks sitting around on things. Oh, never mind. Uh, but even like... Shrines and stuff gave us that, that, that um, I don't know what it's called, sunken cosmetics, all that stuff. The point is, they didn't give you anything here. They're, they're really, so accommodations to give you nothing this. are a weird choice. I, I do have a theory about this. And part of me thinks that it is going to be tied to the current seasonal content. Because right now we have a really oh, amazing. Me, no, oh, I got to interrupt you. I was right. The, the last update with the fireworks and all that, they gave you the um, a whole ship the set and outfit. Set. Yeah, the party stuff. Sorry, keep yeah. going. Uh, they also gave us, I think it was the um, uh, the the midnight blade. No. Oh yeah, the midnight was... blade for the burying stuff. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so uh, so the thing that I and, and I think this is what's going to happen here is is the the current season that we're in right now. Season hit six has some amazing Spanish officer cosmetics that are not going to be made available after this season. One of the things that they've been doing is tying Twitch drops to old commendations that never had a reward. I think what they're doing is, is that they are building in content for the what season. What do you mean that Twitch you... drops to old commendations that don't have a reward? There's uh, the the old um, the old uh, uh, hunter set that was uh, just recently renamed to something else is tied to the killing skeleton commendation for the different grades. Right. If you don't get the um, Twitch set, it's added to the game. And like some you, of the stuff they've added before, it's tied to accommodation. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah, what's going to happen is, is that the seasonal content that's in season six right now, that is the Spanish fleet stuff, mm-hmm. uh, is going to be tied to the Spanish uh, commendations for the sea forts. That'd be cool. I think that's what's good. I think they're, re- they're rewarding people who play now with the cosmetics. And if you get the commendations, great. It's not, you know, you're, you're already getting the, the cosmetics that you would get for it. But if you come in after season six and you work on those commendations then it will unlock the those cosmetics uh through the commendations that you can then buy later so it helps you kind of get Mm -hmm. some of the content that was in the past that is is no longer available uh but you have to work for it the way that most other people uh, Mm -hmm. didn't have to necessarily work for it they could have done anything to to be able to get those cosmetics let me say if they do this now and i don't think i think this is a weird one-time thing there's something whole weird with that with that hunter set but if that is what they're going to do now where we'll do twitch drops and then afterwards bring them to the game and you can you can earn them and buy them i think that's a great way to do twitch drops i've always been yeah since the very first episode i came on i talked about i think you know i'm not a huge fan of time limited stuff i think time limited stuff should be just that limited for a time um interesting idea i was very self-congratulatory there i have what i think is an interesting idea (laughs) i've i've contemplated the doubloon problem and as opposed to a doubloon sink as a, a la dark adventure or gold sink here is my suggestion, free to rare. You don't even have to credit me. Uh, I, I, I'm so gracious. You should use doubloons to buy previous seasonal cosmetics. Yeah. 
It should come I, to the store. Maybe even behind accommodation as well. And, oh, did you, did you miss season one stuff? A year later, they come out in the store. However long later, come out in the store, buy them with the balloons, and now the balloons have purpose. Now you're you're talking about, and just for clarification purposes, you're talking about the stuff that was in the free tier, right? Not the stuff that was in the paid tier? I think paid tier is almost always, yes, because I think paid tier is almost always um, Emporium. Emporium stuff. Yeah. Okay. But if it's I not like, uh, sure. uh, what gave me this idea was that we saw Lorena's now selling two previous seasonal things, the barrel hide emote and the dice. Yeah for doubloons this yep. is like hey it's like the black market with a purpose <laughs> yeah uh yeah and, and i i think that's a, a good way to go about kind of uh, bringing more life to the doubloons because they they did the thing that i wanted which was move new set new cosmetic sets away from the build rats and put them to the actual uh yes. ship or the actual vendors that was great mm -hmm. gave me a reason to actually go check the vendors once in a while through through updates yep. uh but to, to solve the doubloons which originated with the build rats i think that the seasonal content that's in the free tier that people miss out on or may not have gotten as a result of not hitting that tier if they want to they can go and, and do a doubloon sync and use that yeah um, it, it, the problem with it though is is that it doesn't solve the the doubloon problem for the people that have been in the game interacting with all of the content that's true. so i do think we need a fix for that i think one of the fixes that i heard it was either uh, you or davram or someone else was was mentioning it uh that the the pirate legend voyages uh be bought with the balloons um i think that was me and uh, i don't know if i agree with myself I think it, <laughs> I, I kind of shot it out there just to see what people think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I think there's, it, it depends on the cost obviously, but, um, you know, if, if you're, if you, if they make them more readily available, uh, and, and they tie them to something other than the things that people hate to turn in, which are the gifts and the, um, the one reaper chest, there's something else that gives, oh, the ashen chests, ashen, ashen chests. uh, yeah. yeah if they do, if they do something where the balloons are awarded, um, and, and I don't know, maybe, maybe come up with a new emissary voyage, uh, where there's, uh, mm -hmm. an emissary grade that you can sign up for as a build rat and every, everything that you turn into the build rat, uh, or Lorena, uh, gives you the the gold value that it normally would get but it also gives you doubloons and that way if you're if you're done with reputation if you're done with renown uh for all the other trade companies and you still want to get something but there's um something that you don't have right now and they've got proper sinks in in place for it and you need a way to earn doubloons uh add a build rat emissary that awards doubloons as the bonus as opposed to gold mm. My only my only slight problem with this is that you're introducing a solution that requires a solution. Yeah, I want to deal with you know what's already in the game. That's what do I fair. do with the doubloons I have and the ways I can get them already? Yeah, and if my no, solution requires me to get more doubloons, then I'm, you may I'm have playing five D chess here. I, I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking like five steps ahead. Like we've already got the fix for doubloons. Now people are hungry for doubloons and hate <laughs> doing uh, gifts and and uh, digging up ashen chests. They they need something else. So that's that's my idea. Uh, you know, two years from now when people are like, oh my god. They're, they're doing an, uh, an emissary value or an emissary ledger for the, the build rats and you get doubloons. Finally, we have a good way to do it. And I'll be like, yep. I so knew. we spent a lot of time on the Athena voyage because it's a new voyage. You know, forgive us there. But um, this is we've now we've really thoroughly looked at voyages as a as a director of our activities on the Sea of Thieves. And then now there's other things. There's you whenever you're doing something, you come across barrels of plenty that got treasure in them. A ship spawns on you. I think that's t fun, a lot of fun. Sometimes I'll pick on ships. I'm like, hey, I can get, I know I can get a storage crate from them, or 
if I am doing whatever, my emissary, I can level up my emissary, go pick on them, megalodons as well. Those kind of things are, I think, are, are fine. Kraken. Uh, did I hear you correctly? There can be multiple Krakens now. Uh, I think that was when we were sailing the other day. Yeah, because multiple Krakens can because there's a, a dearth of world events right now with uh, the lack of Megalodons and the lack of Flameheart that <laughs> skeleton ships, skeleton ships can spawn on you within like 30 minutes of each other. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh! Like multiple... four in a row the other day. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of nuts uh, to to have to deal with that. Um, but I mean, it's fine because I mean, you just, it's more loot, more loot, and you get supplies afterwards, so um, it's not terribly bad. So we have those things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and we have world events, which is a, hu a huge driver. Like those other things are like things you get along the way as you're sailing to do things. But the mm -hmm. world events are things you sail to. Yeah. Um, well, th those are world events are often very attractive. I I earlier said that people have ruined world events by pining for the glory days of forts. Forts are the least interesting world event for me, especially when we have other versions of forts that are more lucrative. Uh, but world events are are often a good driver, and that's why what I think as somebody who like would talk about like the way you know card games have balanced themselves. Don't nerf the things that are interesting. Don't nerf the world events to push people to voyages. Buff the voyages, which is what they've done with new voyages. And they need to come up and do with the older voyages to make them as attractive as world events. And uh, now players, when they look at what they want to do, equally inspirational by everything that's available in the game. I think that's a good way. To, it's a good place to be. It's it's interesting to kind of think about like what you want to focus on because the world events are what drive people to each other. Uh, otherwise we would yes. all be doing voyages and avoiding point. each other as much as possible, which is kind of counter to the, the, you know, the goal of the devs, the devs want us to be having these interactions, whether sure. they're friendly or not. Uh, so world events can, can be the thing that does that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the trouble comes into is, uh, are the world events, something that we we have already done and we need something that is uh completely different from any of the current events that we have right now i think when when hungering deep came out um that was something that was different than a skeleton fort and a kraken and it was heralded uh when flameheart came out it was something that was different than the skeleton forts the kraken and the megalodons and when same thing with the ashen winds uh when they come in if they are vastly different than what we currently have had uh they tend to get a lot of interest and a lot of people tend to do them but um i do think that rare needs to step outside of the box of making a fortress uh the the content that is that is the thing that is driving uh engagement um because while it is a, a good thing to have like as far as there's a static location a lot of people are going to it uh there's opportunity for for different types of play styles to be engaging with it um it's it's at the moment now it's like okay well there's a skeleton fort uh, or there's a fort of fortune over on crow's nest i'm i'm way up by keel hall there's no way i'm going to justify yes. wasting the time to sail over there to possibly get loot if that's not what i'm driving to so i'm just going to stick it out here in the the shores of plenty and not engage with it and then 15 minutes later that thing's going to despawn and then a regular fort's going to spawn up at Keelhauld, and then i might decide like oh okay i may go actually do this because uh, it happens to be in the area but um i think the difficulty is really what comes into play with uh the the world events is it too difficult is it too contested because otherwise people will ignore it um i think the I, I honestly i feel like the ashen winds 
was something that was right about perfect as far as uh, when that was the thing to do. Um, I think the Fort of Fortune is kind of there now, uh, but I think that the Fort of Fortune is still one of those things that can get completely ignored by people because there's a good portion of people that think it's either too hard or too contested. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- It's so peculiar to me. This game, uh, one of the best things about it is it's naval combat. And uh, it's a very unique thing about it that other games don't have. One of the worst things about it is it's player versus player combat. It's it's a pirate versus pirate, non-ship, sword combat, sword gun yeah. combat. Uh, and then they keep going, you know what we should do, add for a world event? The pirate versus pirate combat. Hey, you know what we should remove? <laughs> one of the one of two only ship versus ship world events. Why in the world did they remove the ghost fleet encounter in favor of more pirate, another fort. Cool, thanks. What? That makes no sense to me. Why? Well, they well they didn't they didn't remove Flameheart because of the Fort of Fortune. Um, they they removed Flameheart. I'm talking about the new Spanish uh, fortresses. The same update we or soon oh, after oh. we lost Flameheart, we got Spanish fortresses. Yes, I I think a lot of that comes down to performance. Um, they had to bring in whole new sea forts into the world, and then they had to account for it's so the Veil silly. Voyage. Naval combat's the fun thing in this game. Stop taking that away from me and giving me more pirate versus pirate combat. I, Maybe I they think... have stats that say, "Listen, nobody nobody does the 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 skeleton ship thing." So obviously, people don't like the naval combat. I think you're, you're drawing the wrong conclusions. Come on, man. Yeah, I think the, the the trouble that I had with the skeleton fleets is is that the the skeleton fleets are something that like it's kind of an afterthought because the the best way to ferry the loot is with a harpoon, and the harpoon in the water isn't nearly as nice right now as like the the harpoon on land. Uh, I think if the AI for the harpoon in the water were tweaked a little bit so that the that the um, aim assist on that was was on par, if not better, than trying to shoot something because I mean you're trying to shoot something that's moving mm-hmm. in the water with something that's yeah when you're moving on the ship those harpoons behave so strangely yeah i can't and i think anything i think the 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 thing that i'm noticing too is is a lot of the content that we're playing with right now is stuff that is tied to a physical on uh, a stable ground right now like they're they're so it doesn't have to rely on their physics engine it doesn't have to rely on the physics engine as we've seen with the shrouded deep event there are some serious issues with the physics engines right now so i i think that part of the reason is is that the 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 game is 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 at its most unstable right now especially if you're doing ship to ship combat it's just Mm -hmm. not as as reliable as you would you would hope um I think I I don't know. I would love to do more ship to ship combat though. I think that's it's what I enjoy the game. most about it. It really is. It it's it is genuinely the most fun I have. I don't like player to player combat. And they also I I, I'm not complaining about this just for the sake of it. They also removed arena, which was get ship to ship combat as quick as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's funny too because that was the thing that people avoided the most in arena is they just wanted to get better. <laughs> Some people that's true. Some people just wanted TDM. TDM. Yeah, it's not wrong. Which it, which that is a, a it's a really weird thing to come to a pirate game and not want to be on a ship. To me, it, <laughs> it's still which may be part of the reason why I I uh, brush up so hard against um, like tuck plays and stuff like that is because mm-hmm. it's it's the least piratey thing I can do because <laughs> if I wanted to do that I would just go play Call of Duty Warzone uh, and get my you know get get myself handed there. 
uh, handily for for being bad there. Um, but the, like, there's other games where I can go around and shoot people. Like the one thing I can't do in every game is be on a pirate ship shoot shooting fireworks. A cannon. I agree. <laughs> Finally, it's been brought. Somebody said it. Yeah. Now, it, only only in World of Warcraft could I go get fireworks shot. <laughs> only I, other uh, game. And don't hear me saying that I I'm unhappy with the Spanish forts. I think they're really cool. And, uh, you know, for the longest time, almost as long as I've come on the show, I've had a list of topics for future. And uh, one of them was talking about, you know, just us kind of talking about what we think would be cool new world events. And one of them on there for me was a world event for each enemy type. We should have a, I'm sorry, a fortress for each enemy type. We have skeleton forts. What if there was a, a, a ocean crawler and siren forts? We ended up getting that with the treasuries. What if there's a phantom fort? Now we got that with the Spanish forts. Uh, yeah so Except nobody I, likes going under the water to do the treasuries that's true the treasuries aren't all that interesting nobody likes doing them because they they force you down below the water where you're mm-hmm. the most vulnerable to getting tucked or getting attacked and stuff mm-hmm. and there's the train no also recourse for the that most interesting um i i don't know i i i actually don't mind them that much they're it, it, it i think for me it's the tridents much. they make to make it they make it um uh, 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 trivial tri- thank you trivial reduce the tridents and increase the treasure but anyway yeah uh, i, I love I, that I, we have a fortress a, a fort type uh a event for every um enemy type and even like the spanish forts aren't even world events and the treasuries aren't no. even you can just do them anytime that's really cool that's what i that i that is what i think is is really been the boon to this to the game is is that rare has finally gotten the the idea that you can do a special moment where you want to have mm-hmm. something in the sky to kind of indicate what the heck is going on on the server right. man so much of the time is is i just have an hour i just want to jump on and get some value out of my day i don't yeah. i'm not looking to do a four hour freaking voyage uh so let me go run over to a sea for, for yeah. grab a bunch of stuff and mm-hmm. take it with me and it's so we mentioned world events so nice you mentioned world events we mentioned voyages but you know what that's that should have been the third category is that there is pers- and stuff all of the siren stuff all the sunken kingdom stuff and the spanish forts are just always there voyages or not world event or not they're there for you to do is there other things like that that fit in that category uh outside of like emergent skeletons um there's commodities that are always available uh but you have to run an emissary to do those but no as far as like a uh, as far as like a combat aspect of it no there there aren't really too many things like sea forts and treasuries would you so i think we all agree that you know some voyages should be boosted a little bit and and keep adding interesting voyages that's awesome world events you can add more world events that are interesting that's cool and uh, so my question to you is uh do you think that we need to be adding more of those always available things I do because right now the treasuries are not really interacted with. Um, I think that, that they were really interesting when they came out, but I don't think a lot of people really like giving up the security of being on your ship or at least being above the horizon to be able to see what's going on for the amount of treasure that's available there. I think if the treasure was bumped up and say like um, the the spawn time between waves for treasuries, I think needs to drastically come down. But I think I, I still think that uh, like gold hoarder vaults are still some of the most interesting or, or lucrative uh, content that people can do. Um, so they need to get persistent content that is uh, about the same pacing as a gold hoarder vault uh, with a payout and make that kind of persistent content. Or they just need to make voyages that are like that. Like if you can go do a an order of souls vault 
which is a bunch of skeletons that are light in health but still award a bunch of treasure but you've only got um you know they spawn as fast as you can kill them so if you go in there you've got two minutes you can if you just murder as many skeletons as you can then that's how many skulls you get then that would oh, be an be interesting cool. i like that yeah it'd be an interesting way to kind of add something that is akin to a gold order voyage or a vault voyage uh to the order of souls right now because otherwise it's it's just completely what if lackluster. it's just a bunch how about this wow 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 logan i can't believe it i have here i have like a list of others things that i can't really fit into the conversation if they come up i'll bring them up i can't believe we came up with this i had an idea that a uh, a skeleton could pop up out of the ground like skeletons that hold kegs he holds a treasure chest of some kind some treasure that you would want and he'd run away like ancient skeletons do what if that was it you know you go into a thing they they all spawn they all run away you kill as many as they can before they bury the back and in the ground and whatever they had carrying is what you get yeah i i think something like that would be fun i th i think that'd be so cool what i would do i i still kind of like the loot cave idea um with with order of souls but i think the way you get there is you have to find this skeleton that is kind of running around and, and the only way to go get it is he's kind of running away with uh the key that you need to get to the vault to be able to spawn in the the skeletons um and it, it's kind of like he he leaves little trails uh, so you kind of miss him from time to time, but sometimes if you get lucky, you can you can catch him before he he goes to the next place. Something like that feels iterative and feels kind of like stealing some of the uh, the the luster of of another voyage and stuff. But um, like there it. was another there was another voyage that we actually got in that kind of ties in with our conversation. What's that? Uh, that is the the our servers broke. Have a voyage uh, oh. replacement. <laughs> And I want to cover this because we haven't, sure. uh, I haven't gotten to talk about it. Um, we actually, you got one mm. and you, you invited me. Yeah. You shouldn't have gotten one. You did end up getting one. We ended up doing it. And um, this is kind of in replacement for uh, something that, that we run into with like the last community day, which the next community day, day is actually coming. Uh, it's uh, when was it? May 11th, I believe is when the, the next community day is. Oh, no. you you're looking it up the way i am looking it up as well too um but there's a, a new community day that's coming uh no strawberry beards may allowed may 14th okay uh so may 14th we're getting in the, the next community day for season six um and one of the things that they did was they uh used to give 50 gold or no five 50,000 gold and 30 doubloons anytime that you were playing the game and you incurred data loss as a result of server instability. Uh, there was no time investment with it. There was never any requirements. It was always just something that you got when you logged in the next day because they couldn't get the data. This is a problem that the game has had for the last year because I think the, the first time I started to pay attention to it was uh, somewhere around March or April of 20, 2021. And it's been an issue that is, has persisted. You can guarantee that it's going to happen at least once a month uh, without fail. And as a result, they've changed their reward or their, their, their compensation from uh, 50,000 gold and 30 doubloons to a voyage. This is a gilded voyage. It is essentially uh, two, I think someone had said that it's uh, like having two emissary gold hoarder voyages where you're going to yes. get 
uh instead of 20 20 captain chests it's 40 on mm -hmm. average yeah uh i think we we did it the other day and it, it came out to 40 uh 40 chests 42 chests across eight different maps and all of the maps were uh, spread out throughout the different seas so we we literally had to go across the entire uh world to minus to be able to ashen region true minus the the first second shores the original three seas you had to go across uh the original three seas to be able to dig these all up uh all of them were captain's chests and all of them were giving the normal average of gold for each of those chests which when we worked it out minus the bonuses that we had because of emissary grade and golden hour uh, worked out to about 60,000 gold and that doesn't include any uh any of the extra stuff that we found along the way or the emissary grade i think with the emissary grade five it was around 160 when all was said and done when we turned everything in uh, so we got the reputation if we needed it. We got the renown uh, if we needed it. We also got the uh, emissary ledger uh, if we needed it. And we didn't get any doubloons. But the amount of time it took us to do this one voyage was roughly about three hours worth of work uh, to do for we something. Delayed by only one ship attacking us. Yeah, that was that Nothing was the else. caveat. We had one one crew that was going after us, and that was the only stop that we had, and it still took us about three hours to, to finish this up. Um, and honestly, I wanted to get your thoughts on this as well, but I am not happy with this fix. I think when we were sailing, we actually came up with some really good ideas as to what kind of voyage this is. I've definitely shared my opinions on Twitter about this that I'll, I'll talk about after I, after I give the floor to you. But, um, as, as something that is compensation, is this compensation or is this punishment for you? It's punishment. It, it, when I first talked to you about this, the, the voyage, convinced me I was wrong. I thought at the beginning, wow, this is great. I love this. What a great idea. Give me a cool, unique voyage. Uh, and, and instead of being punished for, oh no, you've lost this the stuff that you were supposed to get when you turned in. Hey, instead, you got to earn a special uh, voyage that nobody else can get. Wow, cool. The voyage was boring. Took forever. There was a point where I said, I literally want to stop, but we're going to finish this just for finishing your Sea of Science. But I just wanted to stop. I could like, let's do anything else. I'm, I'm bored to heck. Uh, Tori, who was playing us, we talked. We opened up this episode talking about, oh, shiny! I want to do this thing. I love it. She was getting bored. She was like, "Let's do something else." Uh, I I love the idea. the The mantra of all gamers, as you have coined earlier, of uh, I love the idea. I have problems with the implementation. I think there's a base idea there. If you give me a really cool voyage that nobody else can get, that's uh, that respects time. It's lucrative. Very cool idea. This is not it, fam. Yeah. Yeah, I love that they're trying to do something that helps kind of make a fun thing out of a out of a sad situation. Yeah. Uh, but the the idea that they had feels like it didn't require any actual effort to come up with. It felt like they're just we can slap a name on this, call it a gilded, and uh, you know it'll it'll award slightly more than what we were originally giving depending on how you look at the exchange rate for doubloons to gold if you get the 30 because if you get 30 30 doubloons uh what is it F 10 doubloons for ten thousand gold i think right now or is it i, I can't know. remember what the conversion is right now um i'd have to i'd have to actually check with that but i think if you convert the doubloons to gold you might still come out ahead uh for for the amount of gold that you earn um at a base off of what you get with this that's not including the actual emissary the emissary i would say is honestly the thing that makes this um worth doing 50 doubloons for ten thousand gold 
50 doubloons for 10,000. Okay, so you're getting 25 for 5,000 gold. It, okay, so the doubloon conversion is still less than what you would get at base for doing this voyage. So they did actually uh, they, they did actually give you more gold for doing this than you would if they were just to give you the compensation. I think the biggest issue that I have right now is there are so many ideas that you could come up with to make this interesting. Um, right off the bat, the thing that would make this voyage worth doing is if the gold that you, the, the items that you get to make up for the gold lost, uh, that equate to more than the 50,000 that you would normally would get are just something where you get the voyage, you put it on the table. When you get out the out outpost, you go to the ship, you put it on the table, you vote on it. It gives you a map for the outpost that you're at. You can decide if you want to dig everything up there. If you want to uh, turn it in, then you get the the value that was more than the 50,000 gold and the 30 doubloons that they were giving originally. And you get the reputation for that. You get the renown for that. Uh, if you if you toss up a, a grade one emissary flag, you can get the uh, value for it at grade one or you have the opportunity to take those items and then put them on your ship, go out, uh, finish up getting grade five for those, uh, for, for, um, the emissary flag and then turn everything in at grade five and then get the additional value. And that puts all of those items now up on the table for risk. Uh, when you go out sailing, you've, you've given up your, your easy win and you've decided that you're going to try and double down on this, um, at the risk of losing everything. So that's that's what I think they could easily do with this voyage if they are going to continue offering these as a way to compensate people for the data loss for these servers. Obviously, the fix here is fix the servers, uh, but I don't think that that's going to happen if they've come up with a special voyage to basically apologize for the lack of uh, stability in the game. But did you want to talk about the the glitch beard that you had the idea for? Uh, honestly, let me. Uh, what's the most socially awkward answer I can give? Honestly, no. I think it was a fun romp to okay. talk about. I don't think it's something you could ever seriously suggest. So many people happen. We were just kind of just having fun, chilling, and being like, "Oh, what if they did?" You start wildly imagining things. That'll never happen. Yeah, that's fair. It was a really a really cool idea, though. I really like the idea of uh, of of having a glitchy skeleton mm -hmm. captain with all kinds of weird little visual issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, <laughs> you go out and kill for this thing. Go kill um, strawberry beard. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely could have done something like that. But uh, let's put a cap on our on our our topic conversation then. Yeah. Um. I, when we when we think of solutions to what directs you know activities on the Sea of Thieves, I think we're in a we're in a good place. A few things need to be buttoned up, and and as we iterate in the game, I think adding from each of these categories is is the wise decision. Correct me if you disagree. Um. One thought I did have that I forgot to bring up so far is that I think. Adding ashen types of each of these things, uh, I, I'm very surprised and disappointed they didn't do it. Why isn't there an a ashen uh, Spanish fortress? We got an ashen fort so long ago. Why isn't there? You know, and we and they took away they took away the ashen skeleton fleet now. And uh, there's no ashen flame heart. There's no ashen. Uh, they added the ashen vault, but there's no ashen um, ghost ship voyages. There's no ashen. Um, merchant voyages there's one that takes you through the war but it's no different it's just one of the routes uh, why don't we have ashen types of all these all of all these new things 
it just doesn't make a, a lot of sense to me. If we have that as the end game, the idea of being here's an area that if you um, want to risk more, it's it's harder to do, but you get better rewards. That makes a lot of sense to me, but it's only like half-heartedly implemented anymore. I'm not sure why that is. My only assumption is that they're looking to eventually remove it. So don't add content in the game that you're going to, you know, you're removing in whatever your, your two-year plan or whatever the heck it is. Maybe, but I think I we think should have Ashen versions of new content. I think they're going the opposite route, um, and, and here's why. Uh, the most recent Pirate Legend Voyage, the Veil vale Voyage, um, actually can take you out to mm. the Roar to do stuff uh, out there, which I think is is brilliant because that's what you should you should be able to do. Yes. Um, and they've also done uh, some of the, the uh, changes to the different outposts where we have like a kind of a new shipwright section kind of built up on the secondary docks of all the outposts mm -hmm. which i'm assuming is the captaincy update uh that that we've always wanted um i think that what is going on is uh, this and this is something that they've actually done over at uh, Morrow's Peak. Morrow's Peak actually has the secondary dock on the north side of uh, Morrow's Peak um, with one of the big tall masts uh, there. And they've they've got a workbench with some documents and some tools and a wheelbarrow with a bunch of rope. So I think what they're planning on doing is uh, giving us a, a way to kind of spawn in a ship wherever we want. And mm -hmm. if that's the case, I think they're opening that up for uh, the Devil's Roar as well. And if that's the case, I'm going to be really excited. I do think that there needs to be, uh, like like you said, with the sea forts, I think there needs to be a Devil's Roar version. I think that would be amazing because the Devil's Roar is already hard to get supplies with. And I think the sea forts are an amazing opportunity to actually mm -hmm. get supplies. Um, and I definitely think that they need to look to try and do stuff out there. Force uh, folks out into there. Build adventures around the Devil's Roar. We don't know where Stitcher Jim is. He He's a very integral character to the Devil's Roar. I would be very happy to see him come back through narrative uh, that kind of tries to bring more attention and more draw to doing stuff out in the Devil's Roar because it's a great area. It's still really cool to be at. Uh, I still really like all of the different threats that are there and having those uh, when the the rest of the server is trying to be out there um, is is a lot of fun for a certain amount of time. You know, you have a good good opportunity, but Adding content to the game that ignores the Devil's Roar is not the right answer to making the Devil's Roar something that's worth keeping. Hmm. Interesting you bring up uh, the the Spanish Fortresses, which, holy crap, I have to call them Spanish Fortresses because they added something else called a fort into the game. Excuse me, what? This game's confusion with names has always been a problem. A treasure chest, ashen chest, a fortress, but the loot is called Stronghold. Now we have another thing called a fortress why please just can't one person think tank it up to not have this happen oh well, they anyway, did but the loot inside of it uh having the barrels uh have limited items is interesting like you won't find ever any special balls if you get no. fish it'll always be splash tails which i mean we all thank for you know filling up a storage crate and not having nine different fish filling up that's cool but interesting it was just interesting to see how they 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 seeded it with a certain loot pool yeah and i'm fine with that too because if you if you loot an outpost then you're going to get more worms you're going to get more uh, chain shop more cursed cannonballs things like that but if you go do a sea fort then you're mostly going to get uh cannonballs um regular fruit things like that so you can still kind of have a varied amount of inventory if you if you go do both and that's 
that's genuinely what I recommend people doing is grab a, a storage crate off of the the merchant uh, vendor, go loot the isle, uh, the outpost, and then go to a sea fort and, and top off with uh, the actual supplies that you'll you'll typically need instead of just those kind of uh, small use case scenarios. But I, they did actually call the smaller forts in the Vale Voyage encampments. I think is what they call them. They did. So yeah, so those are those those little fortresses are are uh, encampments. I think, um, and, or they start with an en. I can't remember if it's encampments or not, but they're not called fortresses. Uh, so they're they're at least are they called mm-hmm. forts and accommodations. No, I don't believe so. I let's could take a look and see. I'm let's let's right see if these. This is the best part of podcasting when we do stuff that doesn't pertain to actually the conversation because it's supposed to be research. Hunter of Fort Skulls delivers 60 skeleton fort skulls, which are called Stronghold Skulls. Raider of Cursed Strongholds clear 120 skeleton forts. They just, they don't know what they're doing. All right. So we're looking at, uh, what is it? Reputations it's going to be? Those were Order of Souls combinations. Oh no, I'm looking for the uh, the Veil Voyage stuff. Oh. What's the uh, what are the what are the uh, skulls and stuff for the Veil Voyage called? Oh, or, I see what you're asking. Give me a second. Yeah, because they're the like you have to let's see shipwreck graveyards, uh, ghost garrisons. Mm. That's what they're called. They're called garrisons. Out and there. ghost garrison emplacements are the three things around the center one. Yeah, yeah, emplacements. That's what it is. Okay, it's not encampments. It's emplacements. So they are forts, but they didn't call them forts for. for well, yeah, ones. at least those got a different name. But the Spanish fortresses are called fortresses. The sea forts are called fortresses. No, listen to me, Logan. Listen. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just. So people are on the same page. So, because people can't be on the same page because they named them five different things, even in the same two combinations. The no, skeleton called- forts are called fortresses and strongholds. The uh, and in keeps uh, the Spanish fortresses, the things that you can do at any time with the phantoms in it, are called called fortresses. No, those are called sea forts. Those are called fort. Well, who calls them sea forts? Well, they're, they're they're called. I call them sea forts. You're calling them Spanish forts. Right, but they're called fortresses in the game. Some are, yeah. Um, let me look at the. I don't think here. I don't think all of them are. Let me look. They're called sea forts in the uh, bilge rat, but almost yeah. Every every one of them, their name is fortress. I anyway, sea fort or fortress, you still call them a fort, which is different than we would call uh, the other forts that we've had the whole time. Change the name. Stop doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, now that we've we do you have anything else to say about our our what drives activities on the Sea of Thieves before I move to my next thing? No, I I think that there's a a good balance uh, of content right now that kind of helps people like varied it up i don't i don't think anyone's hurting for um stuff to do or what to do i think Mm -hmm. that the i think that the travesty here is is what we talked about which is that the 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 original voyages for the trade companies are just not up to the amount of interest or or hype as Mm -hmm. uh as just about anything else in the in the game right now i think the worst takeaway anyone could have is let's make it so that voyages are the primary i think truly the balance comes in the best is balance of all three types yeah you should you should be doing a voyage and then get distracted with a world event uh that happens to be close by and then go right back to finishing the voyage yeah i'm saying i I don't agree with that i think the balance is at any given point any of the three should drive your voyage for that day or part of your day 
your your activity for that day. Maybe someday, you know, I just want to throw up the emissary. Best way to, to get this emissary, let's go do this world event. Or let's pick a voyage. Or let's go do one of the always around things. I don't think it should be one of these should always be happening. I think it should be a healthy balance. Always available. Which of these do you feel like doing right now? Gotcha. So that, it, but do, in that case, are they things that are like shown in the way that they are right now? Like, are they a constantly up mm-hmm. so you can tell? I'm not sure what you're asking. Well, I'm just wondering, like, if you, you, you're saying you want all the world events up at the same time and people can do whatever no, they want. No, 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 no. Sorry, I wasn't oh, Okay, clear. okay. I'm saying what the activity, the driving force of activities in Sea of Thieves is in its best place when there's the balance of the three categories voyages world events and always around things which is right now sunken kingdom and the spanish phantom fortresses sea forts so there's the three <sighs> categories really interesting i think the the balance of the, the game is best when you hit this balance not when voyages should be what you're doing most of the time world events shouldn't be what you're doing most of the time the always available content shouldn't be what you're doing all the time they should all be equally as interesting and so that whatever you want to do for that day they're each equally appealing yeah i i agree with that i wonder where adventures and mysteries fall into the category well yeah those are like we didn't even you're right we didn't even mention those but things like that you know that's the it's like back in the day i i previously said on this this show that events draw really draw are the driving force for what I do in the game. That's what like everyone's doing this event. Events have died down way more. Adventures have really replaced replaced events in that that aspect. Um, there is a thing that everyone can do right now, but they're they're like quick. You do them once and you're kind of done. Yeah, they're, unless they're you can't get not, enough people to do them. Uh, yeah, so not they're not. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Thank you for saying that because all you people who again pining for the days of old. Oh Caleb, you you should have been around with this hungering deep. It was so cool. We're all getting together. Yeah. Well, I can't find people on my server to gosh darn get together to do this. Uh, that's because there's there's well that's okay. So I I do want to address this because people have been saying this to me as well too. Back when the hungering deep came out, it was forts and krakens and voyages. That was it. <laughs> that was it. So this was a thing so that was very appealing. This this was uh, something that was like, wait, you're telling me that there's something other than a skeleton <laughs> fort every three hours and the occasional kraken, right. and I can do something that isn't just going to do voyages all the time? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, I'm gonna go do that. See what you've you've done a great illustration of the reason why we should have this trifecta balance. Because that didn't feel very good when the balance was just voyages and then the occasional world event, which was the only world event and was so rare that it it was everyone's doing it now. You got to have the balance, I think, is really where this game feels good. The, The trouble that I come across with that is as much as I agree with you, how does that push engagement between ships? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think there are certain primary things like a fort of fortune is often very attractive no matter what you're doing um Mm -hmm. if you see that that cloud in the sky that tornado you might be likely to head to it because the cloud is available for uh world events it's a thing that you chances are you go there you 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 keep an eye on the horizon somebody might come and pick on you but the fact is that you're just going to be sailing around no matter what you're doing and you're going to you're just going to run into people wrong the answer is cosmetics caleb oh, everyone wants cosmetics and gold and that's what drives everyone's st- thing to do things you go do it's the true. things because the you want theme? the items we're all doing athena so, right now because it's the new cosmetics you got so me. that's why with these events they need to keep them fresh throw they up a reaper get cosmetics. reaper five and you will find ships <laughs> <laughs> they'll be on your map 
they'll be on your map you will be able to see them unless you're trying to do an adventure and you've got a reaper's mark up and everyone ignores you for two hours until oh some gosh. poor soul takes a rowboat out there yeah. just to try and save them the trouble of losing of, of not being able to do this uh, adventure while we're on the topic let me humbly suggest again things that maybe you were the first person i heard say this i think uh prestige system for the 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 companies so you can yeah. keep leveling them up it'd be a great way to deliver the golden sailor and of the dam sets you know this is the sailor stuff that you know the basic sailor stuff it's either color gold or is ghostified what a great way to deliver that content i think um this ship is sailed but i think the xp shouldn't be exponential each level should be the same xp uh they even do that with accommodations and i hate it but yeah. this, is, this is never happening this is all pie in the sky you'll get you'll get your i was gonna say you'll get your captaincy update before that happens but that might actually be the case from the yeah, I, think, I think we might actually get the captaincy <laughs> Uh, I think you could you could change it to PVE servers at this point. You'll get your PVE servers before we ever see that. Yep. I've got like two things to say about okay. the season six. Uh, we get no one's. I haven't heard anyone talk about this. They cut ancient coins in half. You get half yes, the amount did. of ancient coins now. Yeah. You can't yeah, buy the battle pass. I'm sorry. The plunder pass with uh, the ancient yeah. coins you get interesting huh they didn't mention that no they didn't and that it, it's kind of annoying because uh, well okay so here's the thing i i've noticed that that's the case but i've also noticed a huge boost in ancient skelly sightings on sea forts this season i haven't seen as many skelly or as many uh skelly ancient skellies on regular islands as i have on sea forts okay so I, I wonder if maybe the engagement or the the reward for engaging with the content uh is is through finding ancient skellies on sea forts as opposed to getting it through the the plunder pass um but again that goes back to the doubling down versus loses losing everything which i would much rather have like the guarantee is why i don't haggle at 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 places like i hate haggling i hate trying to debate like what a val what the value is for me just yeah you give me the value i'll tell you if it's fair if it's fair i'll take it if it's not fair an american i'll buy the product why do i have to negotiate the price of my car (laughs) i didn't i bought it through carvana the um the the trees on the ship set you get through the plunder pass their leaves blow rapidly in a storm wind which is really cool i'm glad they do that you're, you're talking about the little bonsais yes uh, well okay. like they're probably they're kind of they look like bonsais but they've got like cherry blossoms yeah fair um i really would love for the trial to visit every island and the sea of thieves to go away so i don't see that counter every time i step on an island <laughs> uh <laughs> it's not something you strive for every season oh my gosh yeah, only to get rid I, of it. I will say that the that the trials that they've been doing for the weekly stuff is and and the monthly stuff, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad because it's natural. Um, they really need to take a look at at some of those and just kind of think up some interesting things because I, I I don't think people are engaging with the trials mm-hmm. even after the the refresh of them, and I think that the refresh was actually a positive change for well, you them. You know what's so weird is that you don't get um. There was no new trials, no new deeds for the uh, new content. Like last update, no, there was stuff yeah. for for the digging and burying. Here, there's nothing for doing the sea forts. There was also stuff for the the uh, shrines and the the treasuries as well no, too. Yeah, nothing for nothing the new for content. the sea forts. Why? What? What's happening? I don't know. Um, lack in of, the tra- lack they of lied to us attention. again, Logan. Oh. <laughs> in the trailer, God, you and the, in the trailer, 
Don't ever compare me with him. How dare you? You know what? After I after I fight Falcor round two, fight me Davram. Uh, Here we go. Scars. They showed us scars in the trailer that we can't get, and mm-hmm. they're cool. And I like them, and I want them. They're one of the only scars in this game that I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And I was so excited, and then in-game, they're not them. Why lie to me? This is Halo Infinite levels of, hey, here, look, let us advertise uh the cool fracture event with all these things oh by the way oh these aren't available in the free pass you have to buy them they came out apologized changed their pass and gave them to us like rare what are you doing uh these scars we've we've sort of we've sort of sussed out uh somebody else pointed hey caleb those scars they were in uh, i think it was the season one trailer i was like i don't remember that they're like it's because it wasn't on a person it was a symbol and when they showed up all the the rewards in the past they line it up like they fill a full page with it there's the symbol. I'm like, there it is. You're right. So it seems to me that these are like placeholder scars that they use before they put in their make their seasonal scar. So they recorded, mm. you know, they made the mistake. They recorded it with the placeholder scars. That's my best guess. Um, but the, regardless of why they're there, I want them. Give them to me and stop lying to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I've noticed a lot of people, especially with the most recent Community Day uh, trailer, they were like picking apart different scenes and being like, "This is a leak. This is a leak." It's like, no, that's a C post. No, that's a uh, that's just <laughs> them recording Golden Sands before it was destroyed. Uh, no, that was back when they were doing the actual like uh, uh, Christmas event. That's why there's garland on the on the shipwright uh, thing. It's like they're they're not like the uh, the video team is there to showcase the news and the cosmetics when it's specifically that cosmetics. Sometimes they mess it up. Sometimes uh, they just things need some Q&A, you know what I mean? They, they need <laughs> some quality they assurance. They uh, do. They're uh, like, did you know that like, the arena announcement it, trailer had kegs? Uh, had what else did it have? I think it had curse balls. Well, they it had uh, literally captain's chests. <laughs> I'm I I know that they I know that that stuff was being tested, and I think uh, one of the conversations I had is that they had plans to implement those. Um, but then I think QA actually uh, I think the community in the QA actually said like no, there's too much variance for um, for for arena. To, to be able to balance it properly, to be able to, to justify that, which is why they took out that stuff, plus things like, uh, you know, like the Kraken. and and Because uh, originally, I think the Kraken was intended to be in Arena, but they didn't. So I think the, those things were like things that they wanted to do, but they didn't, they realized like it was going to be more of a hindrance than a balance. Mm-hmm. So I, it, you're not, but you're not wrong. The video did show it, which is why they always have like a thing in the video that's like, does not represent the final product. Yeah. But here, be hyped anyway. Mm. It's like I announcement trailers always bug me. How, Whenever how people announce you? something, you're trying That's to sell like me an idea. Or not EA, E3. It's like E3 is that. It's all it is. It's just a big commercial. And then people are like, oh, this this announcement trailer doesn't look anything like uh, what we got when Cyberpunk 2077 launched. It's like, yep. Yeah. That's because oh, it was they're marketing. They're all trying to sell you on the ideas. It's it's awful. That, listen, <laughs> rip. Everyone's in, in horrible, words, including uh, ourselves. House. Total Biscuit for John Total Biscuit Bane. May he rest in peace. Never pre-order. That's <laughs> Total Biscuit was great. Yeah. And, oh my and gosh. I, what a legend. I agree. What a legend. Never, never pre-order. <laughs> I got. I don't even know why we have pre-orders nowadays. I got Legendary Hunt. We don't want to run out of the digital goods. I got Legendary Hunter the Sea of Thieves. I completed all of my fishing, cos- fishing accommodations. And uh, I had a fun time doing it. I, no one uh, cares. I got to. All right. And uh, now we'll get to uh, my top 10. 
Uh, I got is to uh, test the positive really out. Huh? Is this the positive top 10? No, I'm talking about fishing. You can't stop me. Uh, I got okay. to test out the, the, the positive change. If you get to see the name of the fish on the line. Uh, I I did Halo Reach and Halo CE Lasso with somebody whose ping was so awful, so awful. He should get a special combination for beating Lasso with the ping. It might as well have been another skull, you know, input delay should be the name of the skull. Uh, rubber banding. Amazing. The Anyone who got Legendary Hunter the Sea of Thieves before this change where you can see the name of the fish on your line should have a special little asterisks next to their combination uh but you know it was it was an achievement as well so i had to do it uh it was fun i got to redeem time you know when i was in seminary in new york uh i remember one time i was out to lunch at mcdonald's with a friend of mine he's like don't you have class now and i'm like i do but i will not remember that that this today's class in the future i'll remember us hanging out and i still do uh, so just, you know, doing the fishing. Yeah. Did, did I waste, did I waste time in the perpetual sense of if I could learn skills instead of playing video games? Yes. But I got to hang out with people, have great conversations, great relationships. And, and, and that was fishing was good for that. And, uh, there are things, maybe we'll talk about this when we talk about, uh, how accommodations are tuned in Sea of Thieves. There are things that make bad choices, uh, redeemable, uh, you might say like, uh, oh man, people should, this game, the game, the fact that it makes you do this sucks. And somebody goes, yeah, well I did that and I had a great experience doing it. Yeah. That doesn't change that the thing sucked, but I'm really glad that you're able to have a good experience in it. Maybe it sucked to get this many fish, but it was, uh, I was able to have fun in it and, and, and hang out with people, which was, it was a really different experience in the Sea of Thieves. It, you know, when fishing first came out on the Alliance server, it was the most chillest time. Not even online servers, on every server. It was chillest time. Most people you saw were fishing. You come across them, you're all friendly, throw up the Alliance flags. And it, it was it was a resurgence of that for me, just fishing, just chilling. People come up on us and they'd be like, oh, you're just fishing. Sorry to bother you and repair my ship for me. Uh, it was It was fun. It's cool that They've added Pondies to the sea forts. <laughs> they made a fishing change? Whoa! You still can't. We just talked about you can't do it at shipwrecks. Uh, the new world events, freaking Ashen Lord, uh, Flameheart when that was a world event, uh, Fort of the Damned, I'm not sure about that one. Uh, you can't get fishing there, but these they added Pondies. It's now the best place to get Pondies. New, new guys won't spawn on you. And uh, you've got four places to cook. Really cool. Uh, funny. Uh, there was a patch note that said Pondies. Are, players will no longer find Pondies at Blackwater Enclave. We were fishing for Ash and Fish. And then we were moving northwest. And we passed Blackwater Enclave. And somebody said, I just got a Pondy. And we were all questioning him. And then it happened to me. And I went, I got one too. So no longer we were going to ridicule that guy. Then always be like, did he really get a Pondy? Uh, we really did. We, we were so shocked by it. And then when we saw these patch notes, we're like, aha, it wasn't just us. That was so weird. Uh, but we got to talking, redeeming the time while we were fishing. And I, I gave you this question uh, about, I don't know, when did we last talk about this? A month ago, maybe? I said, this is a question I'm going to ask you. And it's the question we pondered a lot is, what would a hunter's call update look like? What would your version of a hunter's call update be? And I'll give you quickly what we, you know, sort of the consensus was the best idea that we ever came up with while we were fishing 
was, uh, you know, sure, everyone's going to say, add new fish. Oh, they're two little baby megalodons. Are there phantom fish at the fortresses and the ghost fleets? Okay, yeah, sure. But uh, does something have something new? Is to hunt megafauna. Maybe you have to track a megafauna down, hunt it, kill it, bring back the trophy or the meat from it or something. Uh, for I think for that those would, that don't know, can you dive into what a megafauna is? A big animal, monster hunter, but <laughs> it doesn't you. necessarily need to be a giant monster. <laughs> I was but, hoping you were going to dive into like giant snakes or giant pigs or giant chickens. They should be. It should be. Yeah, it should be. It should be just a scaled up version of the pig. Don't even retexture <laughs> it so that when it's bigger, the details aren't pixelated. I want you to just scale up a snake. Don't change its behavior. Give it the same health. Uh, maybe you no, know, but have it like you a way you can hunt it. You can track it to find it where it is on you know have them on really big islands. That would be well, fun. We, it, it, we, we can finally we, have our giant crabs. I think the I think the thing that that would have been interesting is is um, we have the tech in place uh, and and they use this with the fate of the morning star crew where you use the lantern to go uh, track down the footsteps of the crew members over on Old Faithful Island. Mm -hmm. uh, the tracking uh, functionality is in the game. We just need a way to kind of unveil it or kind of um, have it uh, surfaced in a way that is tied to Hunter's Call, where you can go after these larger animals, these these uh, kind of trophy animals and stuff, and, and go do that, uh, where you can actually, you know, track them down the way you would as if you were, like, out in the actual woods um, hunting specific types of, of creatures and stuff. The question comes into play is, is um, where did these creatures come from and how are they uh, being brought into the Sea of Thieves? Because everything in the Sea of Thieves is already here. So having new creatures has to be something that would make sense for why these animals uh, managed to get here and have have more have been here. Um, Giant crabs, they were hibernating. Recently. Bam, did it. They took up out of the sand. Got them. Congrats. I would love to a see a giant that bird on. landed. Bam, got him. Well, see, the giant bird was always a uh, an idea that I thought was really cool. If oh, you, you can if finally, like oh, we event. can finally have our dragons, and we can shoot up into the sky. We need an enemy. We can shoot in the sky. <sighs> why dragons, does be, dragons. Why does it have to be dragons? You guys are weird. Uh, just go play Skyrim. The pterodactyl Jeez. flying around us. No. Uh, although the idea of a giant bird is something that is in the Sea of Thieves lore, uh, I always thought it would be kind of cool if it could like swoop down, grab your ship and start lifting it up and you had to like shoot it or or like, you know, knock it off or, or hit do enough damage to the talons to mm -hmm. get it to let go of your ship before it just started bringing it up uh, into the sky before dropping it down into the water. The, the, I can't, I would love that just to watch the Sea of Thieves physic engine bend yeah. and break. <laughs> It's already doing that. The Megs are the Megs are already doing it. Somebody showed me somebody who I'm not going to name because he can fight me. Showed me uh, somebody near the uh, new tornado, and then it just picked up the ship and threw it. Oh yeah, that's that's been a thing going around on Twitter now. Now people are trying to figure out where they can go to land the actual ship uh, when it gets thrown up. Like they're trying to <laughs> aim the trajectory so that when the tornado spawns, it flips your ship up and then you have to like get it land landed on like a uh, plunder Valley or something, you know, like they're Just trying to giant target in the water. Yeah, pretty much made of floating kegs. Can you get into the center or will you blow up? <laughs> oh man. Uh, if only there was like Korok, uh, little, little engagements around the world where it was like, you could actually kind of, uh, open up a, a special little, Thing if you if you add the right kind of interactable to this little area korok sounds like turok dinosaurs velociraptors that's what we should have and to hunt. we're done no uh i i, I 
there's there's already enough weird stuff going on in Sea Thieves. I don't want to bring in like stuff that's extinct or mythological sure, creatures sure. beyond like what is already kind of in the pirate lexicon. Sure, sure, sure. Um, oh yeah, and the hunting like and it isn't just land. Like you could be hunting a giant squid or something. Well, see, like that's th- a whale I mean, or whatever. We're already kind of fighting a giant squid with a kraken. That's kind of what with that whole cephalopod right. type. Find a whale, is. whatever. Just something a water. The whale. One as the well. whale is like the the megalodon in this case. Like we've got sea covered. We're, we don't have land covered. But I do think that there needs to be um, the whole thing with ocean crawlers spawning on your ship. I think that needs to be a thing, and I think that the ocean yes. crawlers should be more tied to the hunter's call uh as well but that's that's kind of a whole nother thing we're getting pretty long here though so uh let's let's kind of move forward sure can't stop won't stop cosmetic cadence uh i feel like every time they want me to say something new about it it was it's bad hey it's good again we don't need to talk about it again now it's bad again we're getting back to the imbalance of earnable versus viable cosmetics uh we already talked about no cosmetics tied to the new content recolors are slowing down now we're getting one recolored clothing we used to get two clothing and one ship along with weapons and equipment sometimes. I don't know why this is slowing down, but it's not good sign at all. Um, instead I wonder, of... Okay. I, I just wonder if it's maybe tied to seasonal content or adventures. Like maybe they're they're looking to do that. I, I know what you're talking about. Like we've only gotten, I think, was it just the one set that came with season six so far? Yep. I mean... If, I guess you can count the new Athena stuff, but that's a permanent like sort of voyage. Type. No, no, I'm I'm talking about just what comes to the actual clothing vendor. Yep, just one. Like we've only one so far. So far. But I mean, I, we we still have seven weeks left though. And it was clothing so. that I got from Twitch drops. No, there was a new set that came out because I had to buy it. Oh, oh, was there like a oh yeah, like a sovereign or some garbage? Yeah, I can't remember yeah, off yeah. the top of my head what it was, but yeah, there was definitely a new a new full set. So that hey, came in that was a recolor. Bump that back up. Uh, how about this? Instead of the lame recolors, how about you finish season sets? That would be cool. Let me get the rest of my frostbite they, set. I I see where you're going, but I I they have it's like they've specifically said that they want those to be like something unique. Which is kind of a bummer because I, I do I think thought that they said that they wanted, like, especially at the very beginning, that they wanted to eventually bring it into the game. They just weren't sure when. I'm certain of this. Mm, I remember them saying that they that the pirate or that the the free tier of the pirate or the plunder pass was going to have like one offs. No, okay, so I know what you're saying here. What they're saying, and here's an instance of a good a good thing to correct here. Uh, they did say that they when there were certain cosmetics that they didn't want to have to make a set. At the very beginning, this was things that they call season, seasoned, the seasoned Kraken Lantern, the seasoned this, whatever. We got like a Frosty Blunderbuss instead of an Ashen, like it was an Ashen, but it was colored Frosty. Those they didn't want to have to make a whole set out of. Yeah. Is that uh, not what you're talking about then? What I'm saying is, uh, I'm specifically talking about what is going to be re-offered. They did talk about wanting to make available the stuff that you could get in the free plat- pass. So eventually, you know, we would get the Frostbite stuff that we got in season one. It's been over a year. We haven't gotten back yet. And we haven't heard hide nor hair about when it's or how it's going to come back. I, I suggested earlier that we should do it to balloons. Um, I feel like we are talking about the same thing because you're you're talking about them bringing the rest of the set for like the right. for like the. the so what I'm stuff. saying is, you know, assuming that those those are eventually going to come back one way or another. What we could do instead of getting these sort of really lame recolors of sets that have been around since the beginning. Why don't we finish to- up these the big clothing set? I don't need every, I understand we're only going to get one frosty blunderbuss, but we have a whole frostbite clothing set and even if a cannon and a fishing rod, let's finish that off. We've got this oh, whole okay. 
Spanish clothing set, we should finish that off. The clothing gotcha. sets, let's get let's let's instead of recolors, let's fill out the rest of their sets. So that if they if if we have like the the main components of the Spanish uh conquistador set, right. like we get like the full the full weapon loadout, the full right. equipment loadout. Okay. See now that is a it's it's a it's that's a great way to introduce new viable cosmetics into the game. That's not just hey the admiral sets green now. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like some of the like we got a right, um, sure. a seasonal a seasonal uh, one of the hunter clo- one of the hunter jackets was a mm-hmm. season reward, and it's a white one. Yeah, and I I absolutely really do actually like that one. Yeah, I but love I, the the wheel the skeleton wheel that turned white. Yeah, but they pretty much yeah. flat out said those are just one offs. Yeah, see that, and, and you're you're wanting them to flush those out, or is that me not? understanding you correctly again uh, i'm not talking about flushing that if do i or do i not yeah i would love it because i love that frosty ashen set uh, i don't think yeah. it'll ever happen that's not what i'm talking about right now i'm just talking about finishing those big clothing sets okay those was what we should expand <laughs> yeah they're full sets maybe this is a, i think the recolors are an easy way to add an additional gold sink to the game mm-hmm. that's my assumption is sure. that these are these are something that they can put in that isn't is going to be sure. kind of low low mm-hmm. on development cycles and yep. just allow us well to they're real low now to... that they're only giving us one that they're really slowing it down yeah so maybe they're putting that effort towards other mm-hmm. stuff that's coming and my biggest trouble with paying real money for cosmetic ship sets or anything is that there's we have so many or i anyway have so many cosmetics i like to switch between them so it's hard for me to justify spending real money on a ship set that i'm going to use occasionally uh mm-hmm. and especially like when i'm sailing on a sloop it you know those generally don't look super great it's on brigs and galleys that they really flourish so it makes it hard to pay real money for it yeah i i think that the the ship's cosmetics are just kind of bit like the big ticket item for their emporium sure. oh yeah definitely i think that's i don't think that's going to change but I, I i know what you're talking i agree with how you're talking about as far as like the difference between the the, the different ship types um well, I think we can leave all these other little uh, little things for for another time and get to our top our top ten list. How do you feel about that? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, oh, here's one thing I demand I mention real quick. Here's a quote from the patch notes: Snakes and pigs have been demoted from Seafort captain status and now award the correct seasonal round. Gosh darn it! I hate that I didn't figure that out before that got patched. <laughs> Any way for you to get the commendations before? Can uh, you they, imagine they, just they blitzing through it by killing a bunch of snakes? Hey, listen, I hard. You remember when the Listerine bottles uh, counted as double when they first came yeah. out, and now there's this one combination that they said they fixed, but literally as early as recently as yesterday, it wasn't fixed. Um, where mm-hmm. you can get for get do the new vet voyage. As a grade five the emissary, voyage. is progresses based on the size of your crew. Uh, yeah, that I actually like that. I, I actually think you should. They should take a, a lesson from that, and that is when it's the newest thing, we should have the ability to progress at least some parts of it faster than eventually than down the line. We saw this with events where you could get the gold hoarder sword by doing whatever the event was, which is a relatively easy task. And now to get the gold hoarder weapons, you have to do a hundred vaults. That's a lot. So when it first came out, it was easier to get than it is now. I think that should be spread out to things like this. Did the did the Listerine bottles just come out? It's gonna be easier for you to do it now. The next update and everything beyond, it'll be harder. 
I actually really like that. So I have no problem uh, taking advantage of these little bugs when they happen because I think it's good design and I wish it was designed. I think the balance needs to be better on those because I, mm-hmm. I like if you look at how long it takes to do the Listerine bottles now, I think that's too much. Um, mm-hmm. And, and the yep. reward that you get for that stuff isn't as as amazing as as like people feel like it is and and i think that that i think the balance for that is what needs to get addressed better because i think what when we did that and it was like worth double the value i think that was the appropriate amount of uh times to do it and having it having it be literally double i think is the, the trouble where it's like nobody wants to do those but they will they will do them if they happen to get like two or three of those voyages and they're like oh it's too mm-hmm. good to pass up right now um and a lot of people kind of really don't like the fact that they have like so many more to do and, I, and i'm glad that i don't have to do 30 of them because i think 30 was just way too much for how hard it was to try and find those voyages mm-hmm. by the way uh another thing i just remembered doing all that fishing i learned a funny robo interaction robo sitting doesn't count for any of your sitting anythings the accommodations you can't throw to third person but even funnier sirens will not spawn on you if you stand in a rowboat if you sit in a rowboat sirens will spawn (laughs) what that's weird isn't that funny i think it's because it doesn't count you as part of the actual rowboat Mm -hmm. but But in the rowboat maybe your butt clips into the water and it's like oh in the water siren no i think it has to do with the 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 logics placement of your pirate like you're you're not you're technically on land when you're on like a megalodon like it just counts it as Mm -hmm. you being on a physical object um i don't think that you're technically counted as in a vessel when you're not sitting in a rowboat which is why i think you only get shot at in a in a cannon rowboat when you're actually rowing it as Mm -hmm. opposed to to like if you're just on it right hey uh why don't phantoms have animations for being hit by curse balls i don't know but that's not part of your top 10 is it it's not but it just Mm. we've been fighting Mm. phantoms for Mm. a while now Mm -mm. and where they Mm. get affected Mm. by Mm -mm. curse balls where's the animations top 10 if you put them to sleep they just disappear top 10 caleb it just doesn't make any sense i'm not saying it does rare fix your game top 10 rare fight me uh your community had a special request that I do the top 10 things I like about the game. And I ran by you. Why don't we split it up? We each pick five. So I've got my five. Do you have your five? I'm going to make them up as I go. Okay. You put a lot of thought into this. All right. Why don't we, why don't we go back and forth? So this won't be necessarily in the order from like one to 10. Okay. Uh, But, but I'll do the, 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 the noises anyway. It's number 10. Uh, I like the variety of play styles. We just talked about it so much in this episode. I like that there's a lot of things you can do in this game, from tucking to just chilling, fishing, from God. naval combating to reapering to just killing skeletons to going swimming down to the deep. There's so many things and so many play styles in this game. Uh, you can have so much fun doing such a variety of things. I love that about this game. Number nine. I love that you're uh, reliant on doing things that most other games would add as like an automatic system. Like if you if you have a compass and you need to use the compass, most games generally have like a compass bar at the top of the screen and you just turn to face whatever mm. compass direction you have. In this game, you have to actually pull out a compass and use it. If you want to know what time it is in the game, you have to pull out your pocket 
pocket watch and look and see what time it is. If you want to dig stuff up, you got to pull out a shovel and actually do it as opposed to clicking a button and having you do that. Um, having the game interact with it to that degree is something that I, I really enjoy and gives me reason to uh, want to try to get into Elden Ring because it, it feels like <laughs> that's the type of thing. It's the thing I liked about Zelda. If I wanted to cook food, I had to go find a cooking pot and I had to get all the ingredients and then I had to hold all of the ingredients and then put them into the cooking pot. So that was my number nine. Number four. No, eight. I like uh, the naval combat in this game. It's a unique thing that this game has over many, many other games. In fact, games have spawned since to try to hit that niche. And it's a lot of fun. Any chance I can shoot another ship. And, and especially with the individual parts being able to be affected. Love it. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely the best thing about the, the game. Um, I, I'm really wondering what your number one is. Cause I think I, I'm going to steal it if I don't already. <laughs> uh, I love, uh, number seven. I love, uh, the music in this game. I think that oh, the music yeah. is something that really adds atmosphere to everything that you do, whether it's little things here and there. And I love that there is a large enough selection of music that you can even make up your own uh, musical kind of scenario like if you're going into a ship battle you could have someone playing uh 1812 and it just or flight of the valkyries and it adds something that is really unique to the game that i don't see too often and i i just absolutely love all of the the musical cues uh, in, in where you're at, like the veil voyage is, is epic and they've added new music mm -hmm. to that. And there's now like choirs kind of added to it. Uh, the shrouded deep is a, a really epic adventure. And when I got to hear Pendragon's theme come in, like as he's, as he's kind of adding himself to the equation, like it was just like this uproarious moment. And I just, I love the music in this game. Uh, what number are we on? Uh, I think you're on six. Number six. I like the update came to this game. A lot of games, companies try to do live services and they have a hard time keeping up. Uh, and uh, some games that uh, I've enjoyed, Fortnite, Master Chief Collection, been able to hit it. Some games have really dropped the ball, like Halo Infinite. And uh, this game really keeps it up. There's always new things to do. And when I get bored, it's not too late, not too long until there's a new update out. Uh, nice. Yep. I definitely go there. Number five. I love the horizontal progression of this game. Uh, I love being able to pull people in regardless of when they started playing and have them jump into anything that I'm working on and feel like they can contribute without having to grind out hours and hours worth of power level to be able to stay up with me or mm -hmm. not be able to access uh, content just because they don't have access to it and I do. Uh, keeping people together in, in the game regardless of when they come into the game is a great way to kind of have like a nice uh, ushering in a new crew um, to a game that they that they may not have ever tried. And knowing that everyone's power level is dependent on that session helps me know that if I lost a fight, it was not because they've spent more time on the seas and gotten more uh, cannonballs and stuff like that. That's always a possibility, but it's never down to power level. It's just about to whoever happens to have the most amount of supplies and gets the, the, the better play on you. Number four. I like the different cosmetic art styles in the game. You can have clothes that make you look like a cartoony pirate. Or ones that make you look like a ghost or the ashen cos the ashen cosmetics, which I've long since said, like the ashen, the full ashen outfit's one of the best in the game. Uh, I, uh, mm. You can now with the Spanish conquistador outfit. 
you can be the kind of you can look the kind of pirate you want to look like and uh i love that definitely number three i love the narrative I think that the world building for Sea of Thieves is uh, amazing. And while I don't always know where it's going to go, um, I think they've done a great job building a world where you can fully accept that this is a pirate simulator, uh, but it, it does the best of, of all things, which is is create a, a world where there's a little bit of magic involved. And the, the, the Sea of Thieves is great for being able to have a story that where, yes, you, you have to sink a ship by shooting cannonballs at it. Uh, but they've also added things like curse cannonballs and it all makes sense. And I think the Sea of Thieves lore is some of them, some of my favorite next to like the world building that they've done with um, probably like World of Warcraft, honestly, like there's very few games out there where I look at the world and think like that is a a lush uh, a lush ripe world just full of of lore that they've that they've built up on their own from pretty much nothing just using kind of old piratey things uh, added together with their own twists. Good stuff. Yeah, it's number two. I love the water in this game. God damn it. Yes, I knew it. The <sighs> graphics uh, of the water in this game is beautiful. And, you know, even the lighting can be really great at times. Everyone's showing you like the picture of the gold hoarder being able to see through it when the light hits it just right. The sky box and all of that really can be quite beautiful. That's why you see so many uh, screenshots. <sighs> Number one. I love the friends that this game has given me. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> <laughs> the real treasure was the friends we found along the way yeah yeah maybe no, the real this... treasure was this gun i found <laughs> was it the midnight blender bus or the, the flintlock no i i love this game because it, it has it is afforded a community that i didn't think i'd ever find uh that i used to have with prior games and over the years i've like moved in and out of um, World of Warcraft because that's been the one that I think has been the most persistent outside of things like, you know, Mario Kart and Legend of Zelda and Mario games. Those are like the games that I've I've always gone to, but they're very singular games. And uh, when it comes to a game that I play online uh, with other people, Sea of Thieves has been the one where I felt like I've met so many people and so many people have uh, made a, an impact on my life. And I don't find that with other games right now. I, I've yet to find that with other games. Um, being able to meet people on Sea of Thieves and actually interact with them and have different interactions with them, while not always like good, uh, always interesting. And I, I think that this is one of those few games where because it's an open world environment and there's only a certain number of people on the seas, uh, you're more likely to either like sink in silence or run across a, a really interesting crew and end up making friends with them as a result. Mm. Well, there you go. A positive top 10. Uh, well, I said yeah. I'd, I'd have a last top 10. We'll save that for next time of the top 10 things like to see come to the game. But when I just refresh and change of pace to have top 10 things we like. It's been, it took me hours up to come five. up with just five, so I'm glad. I know that's right. <laughs> I tried to help you out with that. Uh, so it's it's uh, we. I hope that the community at least kind of acknowledges that because the gold hoarders were very insistent that uh, we came up with a top ten and that there were no there were no caveats to it. Mm -hmm. Well, we managed to get through a lot of stuff, and we did we did actually touch on some news and stuff that I like to touch on, but I think we worked it in in a very organic way. Um, I think that overall, 
I I really do feel like season six is probably my favorite. Um, I think Pirate's Life is is right up there as far as like amount of content. I I genuinely can't wait to see what season seven holds in store because if if this is season six, I'll tell you what it holds. It still... has to hold. What it holds store holds the store. What's the phrase? <laughs> I don't know. Has has in store has for in us. Store? Is quote new ways to play and progress unquote and what could yes. that be yes i i think i i'm i'm surprised that we still have seven weeks of season six left to be honest well i'm gonna need it, it to do a hundred athena voyages <laughs> but it feels like we've already gotten a ton of content mm. and we we still have a lot more content to go in season uh six and i think an adventure i think there's another adventure kicking up in like four weeks right now uh, so it makes me makes me think that maybe we're getting uh, that first mystery uh, finally soon. And me pro- TM. choose what happens to Golden Sands, I gather. I, I don't know if it's tied to that. I know it's tied to, to the, the murder of someone um, which has yet to be named. Um, but I don't know when we're getting that. I think the the adventure that we're getting, see, Adventure 5, uh, I think that's the one where we're going to have to decide if we want to save I Golden Sands. F- well, I've already found the murder. The murder was Arena and the murderer was rare. You cannot kill that which has no life. Oh. <laughs> well, I think that's going to do it. Um, I, I We've gone long as usual, but not nearly as long as uh, we have in the past. So hopefully everyone enjoys this content and uh, and, and doesn't mind us constantly uh, interrupting each other on purpose just because that's kind of our <laughs> shtick at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, uh, Caleb, is there any content that you are making that you want to send people over to go check out? No, I've now been on this show like more times than I've updated my show in the past couple <laughs> months. Uh, so if you want some back catalog while I'm procrastinating, uh, go to tblazer.net. That's the letter T, blazer.net to see what shows we have. We archive uh, Tales from the Lich and Actual Play. Uh, we have the actual play we host, Trailblazers, start with season two. And we got Trailblazer Academy, which talks about how to play Pathfinder and uh, some topics at large about uh, role-playing games. I'd, I'd recommend starting with the episode on comedy. We had some great guests on that episode, literally my favorite episode of the show. Genuinely, one of these days, we actually have to sit down and do the Sea of Thieves uh, RPG. Certainly, yes. I would have, I w- if I, I would have already bought the digital edition if it came with the sale, but it didn't. So I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, if I could, if I could give you that sale, I would. But uh, don't I, bother. I, I'm I, not going to use it. I'm just a completionist disease. Don't feed my problem. I'm sorry. I will never give you anything ever again outside of another opportunity to be on this show. In pirates, with that, thank you all. Uh, if you want, I will have the links to Caleb's content in the show notes, uh, along with the the ways that you can get a hold of me. And I think that's going to do it for another episode. I will have a regular outro after this. Um, But Caleb, thank you as always for joining me as we sit down to constantly berate Rare for doing things (laughs) in the game that make no sense uh, that they have to fix right away because that's just how gamers are, I guess. All right, Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of the Keelhauled Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us this week. And if you'd like to get a hold of us, feel free to head over to the show notes. There's plenty of ways to do so. Uh, All the show notes have the contact information if you want to get in touch with us. Um, And I think with that, Pirates, thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.
You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey, Guardians. We are the Destiny Show Podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will see you starside. Nominated in New Jersey's Here Now Audio Fiction Festival 2020, it's Bioshock, the Midnight Series. Based in the dystopian underwater city of Rapture, witness what it was like for civilians from different walks of life before and after Andrew Ryan's city fell. It's a tale of deception, downfall, and survival. The Midnight Series, a podcast by Preston Hardin. Listen on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.